Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pickleloaf and Dr. Zong! Bow, bow, bow. Welcome to Seven Go In your ear holes. Yay. I'm Love <laughs> with me, Dr. Zahn. Uh, hey. Blah, 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 blah. We're doing goo and craze and shit and black magic stuff. No, this week, uh, welcome to the show. We're doing some black magic movies. Yeah. We're doing gig, 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 or Bewitched from 1981 <laughs> and Craze, starring a crazy, skinny mustache Jack Palance. Somebody say something, get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. From 1974, so we'll get to those soon. Zom. Yeah. How are you, sir? Um, everything's good. It's been really fucking cold here. Uh, lots of snow, lots of ice. Cold, cold, cold. Really cold, which means I got to watch some stuff and do nothing but get fatter. Uh, yeah. Starting tomorrow is it's uh, the uh, weight loss challenge. Uh-oh. At work or? Uh, yeah, it's it's an official thing uh, where we divide up in teams and stuff, but I just am doing it for myself. Okay. So I'm going to kind of just change up what I've been eating and uh, been riding the goddamn gazelle because, I mean, it's fucking cold out. It's hard to go fucking get the exercise you need to burn off the calories that I consume. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. I've been, um, I've been listening to Steve Austin's podcast oh. and... Uh, he uh, he's always like I think he must drink a lot of coffee before he starts because the first five or ten minutes he just screams like crazy about whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, he talked about like right now he's down at his ranch doing deer hunting season. He usually lives in Los Angeles to do his uh, huh. his DVD movies, but uh, he's uh, this is his vacation time I guess in the winter. So and he, he was in talking Texas. About, he lives in Texas, yeah, South Texas, and um, he <laughs> he said uh, he's talking about how big he's getting in the middle all the beer he's drinking and just sitting in the deer stand. And mm. he said, uh, I was walking down the other day and uh, he said, I saw a shadow and I was like, who is this fat bastard? And when I, <laughs> he, said, he said, but then when I saw my dog shadow beside me, I was like, well, son of a bitch, that's me. Wait a so, minute. That sounds just like that guy that calls into our podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Stone cow. Stone cow. Stone cow. Stone <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, um. Yeah, it's, yeah, things have been uh, you know shitty here. Whatever. It must be uh, because you seem like you've been. Um, you've been. It's not been a good couple couple yeah. weeks. I was going to yeah. reach out to you, but then I figured it would kill the 
kill that's something to talk about on the show. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> You much. could be sitting there with like a gun to your head and I'd be like, well, fuck, you know. I will well, t- save it for the show. Save maybe it for the show. Maybe he'll eat a bullet on, on and record it and somehow. That would be hey, good will, for business. Somebody will figure out how to how to put it out after that. Yeah, there you go. I, I just realized a movie I watched this week, the guy, it was based on a book written by a guy whose last name is Cockburn. So, Cockburn. anyway. Cockburn. Is that why you're yeah. in a bad mood? <laughs> Cockburn. Yeah. Um, right. So, what have you been watching this week? It's been cold. It was cold here, too. It got, it, it got back up to like 50 today, but it's been like Shit, 20s. 50. Which is, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, 20s right now is cold for here, so. it's uh, It got up to 36 today. It was as low as 11 below yesterday, and it was nothing but a sheet of ice. But my Jeep seems to have the, you know, it has what it takes to get the job done. But let's get into these goddamn uh, movies and get this fucking okay. turd over with. Uh, <laughs> I watched a movie that I had never heard of before. I had heard of the play, but I had never heard of this movie. And um, it's um, 1970s. I never sang for my father. Uh, mm. It was directed by Gilbert Cates. And I've never heard of him. Mm. Um it stars Melvin Douglas, Gene Hackman, and uh, it has uh, Estelle Parsons, who played Blanche Barrow, in, with Gene Hackman uh, in Bonnie and Clyde. Um, put it this way. If you have dad issues, this is probably a good one to watch. Uh, of course, Gene Hackman's a really good actor. Melvin Douglas is really good, too. He plays his dad, and Gene Hackman's the son. Uh, just They have a kind of a strained relationship and it's just it's just really good so i mean i found it on itunes so if anybody okay. wants to watch it you can find it on there uh it's uh hackman is very young in this so you know like i said this is uh probably i think after bonnie and clyde but uh still you know anything he's in he's really good uh next thing i watched was uh 1951's the steel helmet uh, which was directed by Samuel Fuller and uh, stars Gene Evans as um, Sergeant Zack. Now, Zatch. this is a... Um, oh, fuck, what do you want to call it? It's it's kind of an iconic film, and I think it's on the Criterion. Um, but it there weren't a lot of movies made about the Korean War. I mean, you had mm-hmm. MASH, the movie... Uh, and this one, and then there was one, I think, uh, oh God, I can't remember what it's called, but it was Robert Ryan and Aldo Ray. Uh, but this one, um, uh, is really held up there. Uh, when you watch it, of course it was made in 1951. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's not going to be like, uh, it has some brutal shit in it though. I will well, say that. That's, that's still while the Korean War was going on, right? Uh, what was it over in fifty or fifty three? Right, I thought yeah. it went on pretty long. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, it's pretty good. Gene Evans is really yeah fifty three. He's the he's the lead, uh, the the old battle hardened sergeant, and he's really good. Some of the other acting in it is pretty subpar. So you mm-hmm. know, it's like God, did they just get guys that were hanging out? Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. Next thing I watched was nineteen forty two, directed by Michael Kurtz Kurt. Kurt Curtis, and this is uh, Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman and uh, Peter Lorre, a bunch of other people. I've uh, heard of that one. I have no. I, this is like one of your favorite movies, if not your favorite. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I had never seen it. This was on my um, 
my uh, Hall of Shame list. I of- need to start. Speaking of which, what? I need to make a new shame list because I just realized 2013's over and it's time to start a new shame list for the year. Other than just the things that you've done in life. Well, yeah, but not not an ashamed list. <laughs> just. <laughs> well, this was really good, and um, uh, I wish I would have watched it sooner. But it's just one of those ones that kept slipping through the cracks. I even own it and hadn't watched it. Well, yeah, um, I mean that. Well, like me with. Uh, Fucking, I love Jimmy Stewart, and it took yeah. until last year to see uh, uh, the Christmas one. Yeah, I've still never life. seen that one. Really? Um, this has a really great cast: Conrad Veet, Claude Rains, like I said, Peter Lorre. There's there's a lot of uh, uh, kind of side characters that are really good. It's got a lot of funny stuff in it. You know, some mm-hmm. some uh, funny stuff. Ingrid Bergman is just so goddamn good looking, and just the the shit with her. And Humphrey Bogart, and you know, I'm sure most people have seen this, but I'm not going to give anything away because of of people that haven't seen it. Sure. But the their relationship and what kind of comes between them and everything. When Bogey is sitting there just getting drunk and oh, he's wasted, just fucking play it again. Yeah, I mean, I was like, man, been there, you know. I I, I felt the exact <laughs> same way. Um, the next thing I watched was another, I guess, a loaf inspired movie. Uh, 1965, directed by Gordon Fleming, and this is Doctor Who and the Daleks. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> Peter Cushing. Well, let me tell you, uh, I didn't think it was very good. Uh, <laughs> the Peter Cushing, I just did not like how he played Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, I liked the Daleks. I mean, that was kind of interesting and everything, but it's it seemed to me like it was almost made more for kids and. I don't know. Maybe that's just my perspective, but it, after watching those uh, original um, black and white Doctor Who's on Netflix, yeah. this one was just was not very good. And uh, I don't know. I uh, the Bryn just rolled over in his grave. Yeah, uh, Sorry, you can. I mean, you can watch it. See, let, you know, because I'd be curious. I, I'll let you. Know, I'll let you know what I think of it. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, f- I feel like Peter Cushing might be too creepy for it because Doctor Who's usually kind of quirky. He acted and, really silly. I mean, over the oh, top really? silly. And I didn't mm. like that. Uh, Maybe he was trying to do the, the normal like who. What, what year was that? Sixty-five. So this would have been concurrent with the first Doctor, the one you'd watch, the Aztecs one. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't awful, but it was just kind of eh, yeah. nothing great. Uh, I watched uh, 1962's The World's Greatest Sinner, which was directed by, written by, and stars Tim Carey. Uh, this is really good. It's <laughs> it's uh he is so goddamn odd and so weird. I think in real life and on screen that it's just uh, you're just glued to the screen. You know, I think just watching him act, uh, he decides that he almost becomes like a Jim Jones kind of a uh, a cross between Jim Jones, Elvis Presley, and uh, I don't know what like a, an evangelist or something. But he's <laughs> I, it's just it's just odd as hell. But there's times where he's up on stage dancing, and he's and he's just kind of big and flabby, and his his tits and belly are just jiggling, and the people are <laughs> going nuts like they're watching fucking like Elvis or something. It's 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 definitely worth a watch. It's uh, an interesting uh, adventure. Uh, next thing I watched was 2008, uh, directed by Peyton Reed. 
the yes or I'm not sorry, the yes man. Uh, it's yes man with Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel and Brad Cooper, Bradley Cooper. Um, this was pretty funny. I thought it was it's it's a cute movie and it's not so shitty that you know if if your chick wanted to watch a a, a normal chick that wants to take you to a chick flick this would satisfy her but you you could also sit through it and not vomit your goddamn brains out <laughs> uh, i watched uh jad judd apatow movie from 2009 which is funny people starring adam sandler seth rogan leslie mann and eric banna um this had a pretty good cast in it it also had uh jonah hill jason schwartzman uh but i it wasn't bad, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not great. And I like Eric Bana. Adam Sandler was kind of fat, which is kind of, <laughs> you know, why I'm going on a diet. Uh, I watched uh, this was like a, this. I have to watch this at least once a year uh, as a tribute to um, the GGTMC and uh, the 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 genesis of Dr. Zom, which is uh, 2008's Hellride, directed, written, and starring Larry Bishop. Larry, Larry Bishop. Your, your, your name's not Bix. It's fucking Comanche. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, he. some people, when I posted that I watched this, they're like, oh, man, it's such a turd, it's such a turd. I, I'm serious. This movie is fucking hilarious. It might not <laughs> supposed to be hilarious, First of all, it's got a lot of tit in it. It's got a lot of hot mm-hmm. chicks in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Larry, Larry, <laughs> and uh, you have Michael Madsen, who is almost as fucking bad as Larry. With these, they, they they'll go off on like one word. Like if they say something about fire, you know, it's like I'm gonna be a fire. This chick's like um, I'm gonna. I want you to pull out your hose and. St- put out my fire and then Larry would be like I'm a fireman with a hose and I'm going to put out your fire and they'll just talk like that for like 10 minutes and you're like oh my god <laughs> Jesus but it's great anyway <laughs> <laughs> your name's not Bix it's fucking Comanche <laughs> and he says fucking you f- shut the fuck up anyway the next thing and if GGTMC ever did feedback, you might hear something like that. Every yeah, time ever. they might they might do some feedback again, and you're fuck, you'll have a voicemail that's like four fucking years old doing their <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm thinking about starting a podcast called Sylvan God. Yeah, I remember the last one was like a a, a Christmas uh, Christmas feedback, and they played it <laughs> next summer. So anyway. Uh, not that, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, that's that's. Maybe we should stop feedback. Maybe they're onto something. <laughs> uh, maybe I should start leaving feedback to us. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the next thing I watched was uh, courtesy of you uh, from 2013, Ben Wheatley's A Field in England. Now I also watched this. This fucking movie. <laughs> um, I really liked it. It's an it's an odd it's odd odd as shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was gonna how say happy, I should have. How happy does the seed make you when? Well, the, the the there's a dual moment that when they were leading that dude around on the rope, uh-huh. and then the, when the f- dude comes running out of the tent with the rope tied to him. Yes, and that, that rope whole shit. I was like, oh my god. Down. Yeah. This is that was what sold it for me. Um. Well, when he went into the tent, 
and the other guys were just hearing something and their reactions and you never saw the something uh, <laughs> yeah. it was I was like oh my god and then um, there were some things that were consumed during this movie and I kept thinking and, and I would go well, back it's, to the, I think it's safe to say because I think it's in the synopsis yeah let me see. Let me. I'm gonna see. But I, if uh, if you maybe not, well, maybe it's not. No, in they the, talked about it, and even in the Wikipedia thing, they were talking about how back in the day, how these people would use, uh, like uh, almost like carnival barkers or whatever. If they came up to you, uh, they would blow like um, this fucking mushrooms that they would crush up into dust into yeah. your face and then sit there and do all these tricks and you'd be like, oh my God, it's fucking magic. Well, of course, yeah, because you're fucking <laughs> blitzed out of your goddamn brains on hallucinogens. But if you took that out of it, I started thinking about um, if you took everything as at face value without having any of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is just so fucking weird and awful and I kept thinking that the main bad guy could possibly be something extra uh, not extraterrestrial but like uh, a ghost or something supernatural something supernatural from like uh, where you go when you're bad oh <laughs> uh, okay okay and yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. oh my god but it, was, <laughs> it really fucked with you fucks with your head it's good but it's got some some I got it. I it got it got me a little dizzy at one point when 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 the dude runs out of the out of the fucking tent and like it starts doing that like double vision yeah. shit and and they yeah. even said right before it even started the movie started it said something about strobing effects and everything and I'm like well, what the hell's this shit you know so, yeah I, I I I after watching it I'm still I was still confused about what the fuck the fuck happened yeah uh, but I want to see it again yeah yeah it's one of those uh, did you see it's, it's, did you see Kill List. I can't yes, remember. Yes, I did see Kill List. I okay, that. another bizarre one. I watched another Ben Ben Wheatley this week too, but I'll talk about that one. On, well, I watched I a couple of movies that have um, very long titles, and this one was from 1976, "The Sailor Who Fell from Grace with the Sea," <laughs> and uh, this is star. It's uh, directed by Louis John Carlino, and I guess the the uh, there was a book, a novel by Yukio Mishima. Uh, and it stars Sarah Miles and Chris Christopherson. Now, I like Chris Christopherson. I've seen just about everything he's in, uh, but I had never seen this one. And the only thing that I had heard about it was there was a rumor that well, for, that, that the sex scenes were graphic, and there was a rumor that Chris Christopherson and Sarah Miles actually fucked on camera. Uh, so that's the only thing I knew about. Well, then I watched it, and this is a weird fucking movie. It's not what you expect. It's a goddamn odd, weird fucking movie. Um, where did you find? Where did you watch that? I got. I feel like I maybe saw it on Instant or something. Maybe I just saw you post. I think I got it on uh, Netflix. Uh, okay. Instant watch. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a '70s movie, and uh, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, uh, I want to see that because I like him a lot it's, too. Yeah, and he's really good, and uh, he's he's very young in this. And you can see, see, I remember that there were a lot of women back in the day that I mean, they thought Chris Christopherson was like the sexiest goddamn guy. And when you watch this movie, it's like, man, he's just got these really blue eyes, and you could, I mean, and the charisma, like in Alice's Restaurant 
or Alice doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. And this one, I mean, he just has that charisma that you could just see that women would just fucking like want to sit on his fucking face. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, take that, Border Lord. Yeah. Yeah, take that, you Bobby McGee. Stick my old harpoon up your cooch. Uh, next thing I watched was another long-titled movie, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted from 1999, uh, directed by Ian Mune, uh, and uh, it stars Tamura Morrison. This is the sequel to uh, Once Were Warriors, um, which was really fucking good. It's, it's, I had heard about that movie because they reviewed it on... Um, Jesus Christ! What the hell was that fucking podcast? I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a. Or, or I'm I'm just drawing a blank. The one that Emily and Rachel was that girls on film. Girls on film. Girls yeah. on film. I can't remember the fucking name. Well, they've been they've been away. Yeah, for a it's while, been a while. So. Uh, they reviewed Once Were Warriors, which was 1994, starring Tamura, Tamura Morrison, and it was it's really good. Uh, it's very dark and it's a hard watch uh but this is the sequel the sequel is not as good i wanted to watch it because i wanted to find out what happened to the characters um after the first one it's on netflix instant i don't know if once we're warriors is on there or not uh but it's um i definitely recommend that one if you've never seen it okay uh and then the second one like i said i think after you watch the first one you might want to watch it just to just to find out what happens um Next thing I watched was 2009's uh, The Messenger, directed by Oren Moverman and starring Ben Foster and Woody Harrelson. Um, this was the good. one where Ben Foster and Woody Harrelson are on a duty. Uh, they're in the military, and they have to go and tell the um, parents or wives of soldiers or husbands of soldiers that right. have been killed in action. And... Uh, it's really good. Woody Harrelson is really good in it. Um, ben Foster's good in it too, but I, I, th- I just thought Woody Harrelson stood out. Uh, this chick, uh, Samantha Morton, uh, she was in, and I can't remember what the name of the movie was, with... Uh, Morton, Samantha Mortensen. Yeah. Yeah. No, this she is was- Samantha, just Sam- Samantha Morton. Oh. She was... Um, oh, I don't know who I'm thinking of. She was... Um, she was in well. She was in Control that we reviewed. Um, she was in In America. She was in um, this was the chick New York. that was in Minority Report. That was the precog. The, the precog. Yeah, she's yeah. big boobs. Yeah, she's she's really good. She was in the one with uh, Jason Patrick, uh, where he was. They're both meter readers, and that was a good dark comedy. Uh, and uh, he's such a dick in that it's uh, it's just hilarious. Yeah, I like her. I like her in pretty much everything. I've yeah, seen she's her. really good. She was really good in this too. And like I said, uh, it's just the the scenes where they have to go uh, tell the people are mm-hmm. just got fucking wrenching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have the build up because they know they're going and they're like getting their game face on and everything for it. And you don't know how the people are going to react. And it's heartbreaking, you know. I can imagine having to do that. I, I watched uh, 2011's Goon. Uh, directed by Michael Douse and starring Sean William Scott and uh, Sabretooth. Ross Ray. This movie, I'll tell you what, this one, they, okay, they made Slapshot a long time ago and it was fucking hilarious. 
And then they made like all those stupid fucking sequels with Stephen Baldwin to Slapshot, which are <laughs> yeah. awful. This movie fucking gets it right. I have watched this thing like three times this week. It's hilarious. <laughs> I never liked the guy that played Stifler, Sean William Scott. Um, yeah. And in this, he's really good. The chick that was, um, oh, Scott Pilgrim, the, the drummer in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, she yeah. is in this. She is the love interest. And Liam Shriver is just fucking fantastic. Um, what's his name? Kim Coates as the uh, the uh, coach is just great. It's just fucking awesome. I mean, I swear to God, I, I, I fucking bought that motherfucker. Um, nice. I watched uh, 1989's uh, Cameron Crowe movie, Say Anything, with John Cusack. Naomi Sky, John Mahoney, uh, Joan Cusack, Jeremy Piven, who's fucking I do not like, is in this. Um, Lily Taylor, who I do like, is in this. I think she's great. Uh, this is just a great movie. I kept thinking this was a John Waters movie. But it's definitely it's Cameron Crowe, who also you did. You mean John Hughes? John Hughes, I'm sorry. John yeah. Waters. If it was John Waters, it would be really <laughs> weird. Somebody would be eating a dog turd or something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> John Cusack would eat a dog turd, which would be kind of funny. Um, this is really good. It made me wonder what happened to Ione Sky. Um, and um, but uh, well, she was in that one that we did the uh, the river. What the fuck is the name of that one? Wasn't she in that the River's Edge? God, which that was, was this time. That was say, say anything was after the after what was before, was after that. But I never. Oh, she was in Wayne's World. <laughs> She's still acting, man. She's done a lot of shit. Uh, watched Prisoners again, 2013. Uh, with that's going to be that's on my upcoming. Jake Gilly, um, it's a very good movie. Uh, watched Beginners with uh, Ewan McGregor. I like I that little that dog in that, and yeah. it's just uh, there's it's there's some scenes in that that'll fucking God. get you. I need to see that again. I really liked that one. Get that was that was gut. that was pretty high on my top thirty last year. I can't uh, remember what's where his I name. Uh, Christopher Plummer's just excellent. Yeah, and uh, just about everything I've seen him in. Uh, I watched 2010, directed by Abe Sylvia, uh, "Dirty Girl," starring Juno Temple. Uh, this is on Netflix Instant, and it also stars Mila Jovovich as her mother, and she is a dirty girl. Um, and it's uh, rated R, and it's got some. Uh, well, put it this way: uh, Juno Temple is fucking white trash times ten, uh, and um, she gets paired up with. Um, she's in school, in high school, and she is a dirty girl. Uh, she's always in trouble. She's likes to fuck. Uh, and she just, you know, pretty much. Is a scumbag, and uh, she gets put in detention with uh, the, the, the. There's a lot of um, politically incorrect language in this movie. She uh-huh. gets put in special ed with the retards, and uh, she they they're pairing each of them up as couples and giving them a bag of flour, and they have to pretend like it's a baby. And uh, as she says, uh, she gets paired up with uh, the fat faggot in the class. Uh, so it's, but it's, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. So I might, I don't know. I'll, I don't know. Uh, Juno Temple's good though. Uh, if you ever need a chick that's underage to play a dirty slut, you know, or she's Yay. not underage probably, but I mean playing an underage. So, right, 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 right. Because she was in, uh, what was the one with that? Not Mud, uh, the Chicken Bone. Gina Gershon rape 
chicken. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, I was I I rem- I forgot the name of that one the other day. I was talking yeah. about. Eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and I watched uh, 1977 Slapshot. Uh, just Killer because Joe. I watched Goon. Killer Joe. Um, Slapshot's still good, but you know what? Um, it, it it amazed me. I don't know why it amazed me. Maybe it's because I'm sexist. But when this movie came out, it it was uh, this one and The Last Detail with Jack Nicholson, which we reviewed, were yeah. the first movies that really had really explicit language. And uh, people were just... I remember people shitting all over this movie, shitting all over the last detail because they said fuck in it or they said pussy and everything. And um, it's the same thing you know, with this. But then when I was watching it last night, I never realized that it was written by a woman. So that's oh. kind of funny. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, I don't know. It still stands out to me. And again, not politically correct, but this is Paul Newman telling uh, the owner of the team that uh, – Oh, what the hell did he say? Something about you better get your, you better get your kid involved in uh, sports. He looks like a fag to me. He's going to end up with a cock in his mouth, and the kid looked like he was probably eight years old. So anyway, <laughs> that was kind of you know I don't know maybe it isn't that funny. <laughs> it seemed like it was funny when I watched it. Uh, but uh, the Hanson brothers, everything's good. In it. And uh, also when Newman uh, is talking to Struther Martin, who is the uh, general manager of the team, and uh, trying to get him to say something and he starts talking about uh hey remember that time we went to that party and it ends up like and i went up to your room with you and you know you had like a bra and panties on and you started coming on to me and it's like what <laughs> anyway but that's all i watched i watched a lot because it's been bad out and, you know, just yeah. nothing else. yeah it hadn't been bad here just just uh just cold windy it was really fucking windy a couple nights ago there was like i mean i I have this one room that for some reason just stays hot and I crack at the window and then and uh, the fucking breeze just like was blasting in that window just making that room frigid. Um, but uh, I've had a couple of days this past week where I could not sleep. I'd come home and I'd be so tired. I'd lay down, go to sleep, sleep for two hours, wake up, and could not go back to sleep. Ugh. And driving home in the fuck, because I work midnight so driving home in the morning i would literally be fucking shaking my it's broad daylight shaking my head slapping my face turn the radio up have the window rolled down it's 11 it's either 11 degrees out or zero degrees out trying to fucking stay awake and it's icy and shitty and i'm like oh my god i need some sleep man (laughs) that's the that is a awful feeling when you almost fall asleep while driving yeah especially now at night it's really bad yeah, but goddamn, in the bro- in the daylight, and then the roads were like just a sheet of ice, so that made it even worse. Yikes! I should have just fucking run off the road. Who cares? Just turn it right into the embankment. You know what? Honest to God, this whole thing—you know—it's just one big shit sandwich. <laughs> it's with nuts. Yeah. Um, I watched I watched some good stuff. I watched some bad stuff this week. I started with a kind of a bad one. Um, speaking of Peter Laurie and uh, and Humphrey Bogart, I watched um, a weird. It's a it's a John Huston movie, but it's it, it it's public domain now. Um, from fifty three called Beat the Devil. Hmm. Not a very good movie. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. I think I watched it on YouTube because I'm lazy and that was what was in front of me, but. <laughs> The, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's about like this, like group of kind of, I mean, they seem like hustlers. It's Humphrey Bogart and Peter Lorre's kind of like the, 
not the muscle, but he's kind of the, the, the thug of the group. Like he threatens people and stuff. Um, he was older at this time and he'd like, he was losing his hair and he was bigger, but, um, and he lives in, they, they all live in France and they're basically trying to get their way into, uh, Africa. And they're trying to take advantage of this British couple who apparently own this coffee plantation that is going to be rich in uranium. So they're trying to basically swindle them out of their land, and I don't know. When, how old was was this one later on in Bogart's yeah, life? Fifty three. When this did he die? 53. He died in fifty. I'm gonna look it up. Fifty seven, I think. Yeah, because Peter Laurie looks really old in this. Um, Humphrey Bogart died in fifty seven. Yeah, so. he had cancer. That was pretty sad. He died pretty young. Yeah. So, and I mean, I don't know. Bogart's not great. And I mean, everybody's just kind of bleh. And Laurie's a creep, but like not like a good creep. He's just kind of like. Bogart, did you ever notice that he kind of has buck teeth? Oh, he has a buck teeth and a giant fucking head. <laughs> and a little skinny body and a giant head. Oh, his head is huge. But I've they posted always pictures say of that before. That- like you look at like Clint Eastwood's got a big head. The yeah. people, God, uh, Burt Lancaster has a big head. It makes him stand out on the screen. Lancaster. Lancaster. Um, so yeah, Beat the Devil, Mario not Adels. great. You can watch it for free on Amazon Prime or on YouTube. Eh, I wouldn't waste your time. I mean, yeah. maybe if you were a John Huston completist. He makes, um, he's, he, it, John Huston's movies are never just simple. I mean, yeah, it's, it's never it's, just it's, cut and dry. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy. Da, 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 da. There's always, he's kind of a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we talked about a field, a uh, field in England, which I will revisit. Um, it is cemented right in the middle of the top 30 right now. So we'll see maybe if a revisit before we, uh, before I finalize that list. But I liked it quite a bit. Um, and then I watched the other Ben Wheatley movie. Which I guess counts as the twenty. It says twenty twelve. Wasn't released in the United States until twenty thirteen. It's still floating it's around places. Um, Sightseers. Yeah. yeah, I almost watched that. It was on. It's on uh, Netflix. It's, it's instant. It's the least weird of the three movies I've seen of his. Certainly, that might not um, be a bad thing. No, it's not. It's it's not like that psychedelic <laughs> weird. Like there's some weird moments in it, but it's a very dark comedy um, about this couple that are taking like a a, a trip in a, a pole camper. They call it a caravan in the movie. But, caravan. Uh, and they uh, uh, basically become like serial killers, sort of. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's funny. It's, um, it's, it's, I say Ben Wheatley does uh, facial trauma very well. <laughs> I mean, you remember that you had a, you had a good one in, uh, in a field in England, yeah. right near, right there near. Yeah, God this one damn. has a couple like caved-in faces, and I remember he had some caved-in faces in fucking Kill List too. So I wonder, you know, we talked about one time about um, uh, history of violence where Vigo and uh, what's her name fucking do the sixty-nine. I'd yeah. like to see a movie where it's a loving like couple, like a a married couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like say like Humphrey Bogart and Jennifer Jones or whatever, and they have a little kid and everything, and the guy face fucks his wife, <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and there's like slobber, like she's laying on the bed with her head hanging off the bed, <laughs> her um, eyes are watering. Yeah, and 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 the the mascara and the drool is coming out so much that it's dripping down. It's like almost covering her face, like a big blotch of cum. I think that might be a lost Bogart movie. We're gonna have to cut that one down. <laughs> He's got a big head. 
<laughs> um, I watched uh, also on Netflix Instant. I wonder a, if he. I bet you he could eat pussy though with his buck teeth. Oh man, he'd probably have like down. a fucking cigarette in one hand, just be down there, just fucking like a giant <laughs> squirrel. Um, I watched a band called Death, a documentary about the uh, the uh. a a black punk trio um, from the D- Detroit from like '73. Um, and because they kind of stuck to their guns and didn't, wouldn't change their name, they never really got any notoriety, but their name kind of killed them. Um, I, I, it's really good. It's really interesting. Um, the, uh, they, they claim the, the who was kind of the impetus of the band. They, they were all brothers. They're all musicians Mm -hmm. and that they, um, you know, they were in the whole Motown like like right in the middle of all that but they uh after seeing the who they kind of changed the kind of music they wanted to play and um they you know the mom still lived in the same house so they were showing the room they practiced in and all this stuff and and um but it's a kind of about the brothers too not just the band and um it, it's a similar story to the searching for sugar man kind of thing it's, a, it's it had a film similar feel at times it's good it's 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 only like 80 90 minutes long so it's on uh it's on netflix instant it's good i i bought their uh their once lost ep after i after i checked it out so it was good bought it yeah i did okay well you know just just to <laughs> just to help in hopes i guess that some of that money goes to them too so well there yeah you're supporting um the was the uh, black punks yes um let's see i watched another documentary uh on netflix and someone that you've repped for cutie and the boxer um this one makes me sad for the days where i used to paint i wanted to get back into that even though that they they don't really present the artist lifestyle as all that glamorous but it made me uh long for the time where like i actually had a female in my life that like loved me and cared about me and i and i had the same and and, and you know it, uh, you know, when i when i had talked about watching this um i don't know it, to me i think i had said something about like there were some times where i it, it wasn't like i was like fucking tearing up or anything but it was just that it was just really sweet i thought yeah, they, and they really were a nice cu- couple even though they had their issues yeah. and their son was kind of I, I felt bad for their son yeah. but they I don't know what was so interesting the more I talk about this movie the more I like it but the um, kind of like the change you see her going through throughout the right. movie and it's it's really interesting it's good and if I mean if you're into the art scene at all it's worth watching but it's just a fun little and t- both of anyway. them had two totally different styles mm-hmm. it kind of Which reminded was, me of like a Jackson Pollock and uh, Lee uh, yeah. Krasner I kind think they made that comparison in yeah. the movie too. So, good stuff. Um, Even the, I watched the drinking and stuff. <laughs> that poor that poor kid. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, the Maniac remake. Um, uh, did you see this? I saw the original, and the okay. original I appreciate uh, Spinell and everything, but it's not my kind of movie. And he's just such a fucking weirdo. And I, you, 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 you might be creeped out by this. Yeah, one too. I, I don't Elijah think Wood's I want to very watch good. Um, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's gory. Who's the dude um, that plays Elijah Wood? Oh. Elijah Wood. See, and that's yeah. another thing. Like, look at Spinell. He's big. He's fat. He's sweaty as hell. He just looks gross. And then they get Elijah. That's like if they got fucking Shia LaBeouf to play it. Well, know? I'll tell you what good? they do in this. It's yeah, he's good. But what they do in this, it's 
almost all the uh, maybe even ha- probably half the dialogue in it is just him talking to himself. Um, and they they make the stylistic choice in it to hardly show they don't show his face really unless it's in a mirror. Um, most of what you see is his point of view. Um, so you see, like you see him like scalping these women, but all you see are his hands and like, he's like, he's always scrubbing his hands with steel wool and stuff. And, um, so you really just hear his voice and see his hands through most of the movie. It's, it's, it's well done. I quite, I, I quite like why it. They, so. I mean, you know, this is just a, a thing, but, uh, are there no actors in Hollywood that are fat or bald or that, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even, even women, I mean, we t- everybody talks about this how that you know Sean Connery will fucking be seventy years old and have Catherine Zeta Jones as his love interest or or this and that da 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 but I mean my God Jesus Christ Spinell was fucking why there's no character everybody looks the same Elijah Wood well they do a good job of yeah, uh, I know I mean I, even if they gross. I'm sure they did but I mean it's still. I, not just this movie, but I don't know why they can't. No, yeah. uh, it's like the WWE. Everybody's yeah. starting to Everybody look the same. the same. Yeah. And fucking Daniel Bryan. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw that in there for one reason. So. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Um, oh, last, hell Last yes. thing I watched. So, so at work... Uh, <laughs> Oh my God! You you've got to listen to Jim Cornette's two episodes on Steve Austin's podcast. Uh, he t- he has this funny story with Dennis Condry and the, doing this double rib on this one dude. Uh, but I I want you to listen to it though. Is it when they um, put uh, uh, the fucking fake ants on? No, it's, it's they were trying they were trying to rib Tojo Yamamoto. Oh, Tojo, yeah, 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 yeah. But you, it, it, he turns it around on. No, I don't remember the dude's name. Tojo. that was tag team partners with. Uh, Dennis Condry back in the day. Phil Hickerson. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was Hickerson and, uh, and, and, uh, Condry were planning on doing a rib on Tojo, but Condry double crossed. Oh, I Hickerson. thought you were going to say that Tojo took off one of his wooden shoes and beat the fuck out of both of them. It's just speaking. <laughs> so, of, I mean, you, if you ever see a picture of Phil Hickerson, this is the example of the Spinell thing I was just talking about. A guy <laughs> yeah. that looks like him, big fat redneck, bald head he looks like larry the cable guy would never oh god i hate that i even just brought that fucking douche up would never <laughs> you know be in well they do have some weirdo looking people now that they're getting off the juice anyway phil hickerson yep yep so i'll let you listen to it because i want you to, to hear him don't hear, ruin it it's for a, me it's a good couple good couple episodes you've already and, ruined uh, this show for me so yeah well that, that happened a long time ago yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh, so so at work they've been uh, I guess because work blows they've been trying to kind of <laughs> raise morale. They show movies on the wall sometimes in the break room. They have a projector and don't you so always like, love what? at work when it's, instead of when they want to raise your spirits, they'll instead of like giving you more money, they they'll, they'll <laughs> like say, "Well, why don't you get you guys can leave like five minutes early today? Here's some, cu- here's some cupcakes. We're, we got some cake." <laughs> You're like, why don't you just <laughs> 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 fucking a. Anyway, the um, so they they were showing Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was pretty cool. So uh, I watched some of that. Then I came back and they were fucking watching White Chicks, the the Wayans brothers. Oh movie. my god, I wondered why you fucking watched that. 
I well, I didn't. I mean, I just watched parts of it because I was in and out. Ugh, and that movie I've, is creepy. They look. I've so never creepy. seen it. I've never seen it. But I, in the parts that I saw, there's these people in the room with me just fucking losing their shit. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I actually had more than one person <laughs> in disbelief say, "You don't like this movie?" I'm like, "What? Where am I? Who are you people?" And uh, it makes you I, just I, want to move, doesn't it? I didn't laugh once. Like there was nothing worth even grinning over. This co- it was bad. But so um, when the room emptied, I turned. I after that movie was over, I uh, I just went and like uh, Got a steak steered knife it to cut your wrist. Yeah, <laughs> I did. No, I did it with a plastic butter knife. The um, I uh, I turned on the Great Outdoors. So I started watching that with John Candy. Uh, another John Hughes, written by John Hughes, but not directed by John Hughes movie, and Dan Aykroyd. Um, and so I got enough into it where I actually finished it when I got home. Um, and I, I was saying it on Facebook. It's one of those movies. It's not great, but it makes me smile all the way through. I laugh quite a bit. And as I'm watching it, after I was done, I was like, did that, did that kind of, did this kind of comedy die in the eighties where you didn't need like, like somebody like yelling fuck over and over again or or being gross or, or something like that, or, or like being like, it's like not a mean comedy American like, pie or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, and I, I laugh at those, but it's like, it's, it's for the, for the comedies. Now they're so hit or miss. And it's like, there's so many comedies in the eighties that even if they weren't great, I could still sit down and watch them and they're just fun. And some of them are great. And some of them are, I mean, like this, like this Francis is a fine Paul movie. Was great. Well, I mean, but that's not, that's like a, a quirky kind of movie. It's not like, did this kind of movie is this an eighties comedy or did this kind of movie stop with the eighties or what? I mean, dude, it's two thousand thirteen. The eighties were like fucking uh, thirty years 30. ago. So my thirtieth high school reunion is coming up. Oh fuck, are you going? Um, I don't know. Probably yeah. no. I haven't been to any. Of them. Well, they've they've canceled a couple of mine because all I had was a bunch of like rednecks that probably still live in the area and still can't make it to the reunion for some reason. So My friend Randy them. said that he goes, he goes, I'll go with you. And I said, yeah, we can tell everybody you're my longtime companion and just <laughs> freak everybody out. But I, I, I just, I don't even know. No, hmm. no, no, maybe 50th. <laughs> 50th. <laughs> Cause then um, it'll weed them out. Most of them will be dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like this movie a lot, and uh, I started watching Spaceballs today too. Speaking of John Candy, which tell me more about White Chicks. Um, is this like who was in there? The, the, the two of the, the two younger Wayans brothers. Not I don't remember their names, but the because uh, I, I was unsure. I thought they were their kids. I thought you know Damon and yeah. I thought they were some somehow like cousins or something. But they're all brothers. We so fucking reviewed that. Well, they they're FBI agents, <laughs> and and for some I, I I missed this I missed the part. So I saw when they're FBI agents, and there's like this really stupid fight in a in a in a convenience store, and they're still just in their suits and stuff. Then, and when I left the room and came back, they're already in their like white chicks get up. They're doing some kind of undercover thing, and they're supposed to be posing as these two girls. And I guess the comment is that these girls are so generic that these guys look just like them with this. I don't know. I don't know what the point of it was. I saw like pictures, and they thing. look like they, that when they have that makeup on. There's no way that anybody. They look like Martians or something. Yeah. The, uh, the, the makeup, the 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 skin it, color does not look. 
I don't maybe the maybe twenty minutes that I watched of it was some of the least funny shit I've seen in a long maybe time. Maybe that's so. what it was. Maybe just the parts that you watched weren't that funny, but then the rest of it. Well, I watched the climax of the movie. You think maybe there's to be a laugh in there. I watched the end of it, you know. I don't know. Jesus Christ. That's all I watched. <laughs> Every once in a while, I will see something like that on Netflix and I'll watch it. Just because I and I know it's going to be fucking awful and not like so bad it's good. It's going to be fucking horrible. I I went through that with a bunch of animal animal doing people things movies a few years ago and I regretted every single minute of it. But I kept watching like that fucking one with the uh, Dunstan checks in with the. Uh, <laughs> I watched that one and the Polly one with the bird. Emily that talks, does like, that. She watches that kind of shit a lot. Uh, Let me ask you one question before we go to the break. Okay. Okay, Morrissey said eating meat is the moral equivalent of pedophilia and Nazism. Your comment? Uh, Morrissey likes to sell books. Okay. That's my comment on him. I, I, he's, got a, he's got an autobiography out, so he's probably trying to be controversial. Well, I would but hate he does to be. Sh- I mean, if it's, when, I, when I'm driving, you know, coming home, I go through on this country road, and there's like lots of pastures and stuff, and I'll see these cows, and I feel sorry for them. And I, I fucking... You know, I'll we eat dr- a cow, but I also think because I mean I'm just I'm one of these people that's just loaded with fucking empathy to the point of being a bleeding heart puss. Um, but I'm like God, if you were a cow, can you imagine that kind of life? It would be awful. And I, let me tell you what freaked me out. Like I almost had a panic attack. We got stuck. You know that trick that trucks play on the highway sometimes, where you'll be fucking behind one and beside another, and yeah. you're just like you can't get anywhere. Like boxed in. I was I was boxed in with beside a fucking chicken truck, uh, coming home from Christmas break or visiting my parents, and it's fucking miserable, man. There was like three in a box that was probably big enough for one. Yeah. They just fucking like just had these like blank stares on their face. That fucking like it's like it's like thirty degrees out. They're blocking. They're just blowing the feathers blowing everywhere, and it fucking grossed me out so bad. Well, and I just fucking I was like I got to get I, I I pulled off the highway. And let the truck just go on ahead. We were talking about that on um, the Are You Serious uh, group, and somebody said something about, you know, uh, oh, I'm looking at it right now, where they said, you know, Morrissey uh, saying something about, like, this is like fascism or something like that or whatever. And, but, uh, but it's your choice, it said something about it's your choice. So, you know, if you choose to eat, you can either choose to eat meat or not choose to eat meat. And my point was, that's from the human point of view. But if you look at it from the animal point of view, <laughs> there is no choice. You are, and, and, and that's food. like when they did, um, oh, was it Animal Farm? Where they're in like a, or even the, the uh, where they're in like a concentration camp. Yeah, 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 and it's just awful. I mean, but you know, I don't know. Uh, the, maybe I should just start eating more peanut butter and get off the meat. Well, the animal rights thing is not why I'm vegetarian, but it it makes it's like a positive side effect for me. But you're sick I st- all the time too. I'm sick all the time too. <laughs> Were you sick this week? Um, no, I haven't been sick this week. Oh, that's good. Maybe Jane was t- sick, but I haven't caught anything, so I've been doing well. Corner. Maybe I doubt it. The um, but uh, I, I I eat meat. I don't eat meat mainly because the meat that I like is will fucking kill me by the time I'm fifty. And the that like bacon, bacon, sausage, hot dogs, all that shit. I love the bad stuff. Cunt lips. Yeah, and then um, wait, what? <laughs> then uh, 
<clears throat> but you know, I don't like steak. I don't. You know, I, I don't, honest I don't. to God, I think like you know when you go to the grocery store and you like say you like fucking hot dogs or you like this or that and you, and and you go and they don't have any for like a long time. You're like, what the fuck's going on? I think that cunt lips are not an endangered species, but I think that there's like a shortage. <laughs> of pig cunt lips. Every time I go to the store to try and get some cunt lips, uh, they're they're out. Oh boy! Now there's right, a lot let's... of pig cunt lips. Believe me. <laughs> On Match.com, you mean? Oh, Jesus! All right, let's take a break let's and uh, which movie? Let's do Craze if, first. If, we'll go with... Okay, if you killed me and I yeah. killed you. Then it we would got a time it right there, and we'd go to heaven. <laughs> it'd be great. We'd be up there with like Lee Marvin, and he'd but it would be, be murder and, then, huh? It'd be murder then, though. Yeah, that's we gotta true. figure. We gotta we gotta work out the logistics. Well, there's we no hell, hell. so uh, okay, whatever. We'll it Let's just go do a break. Let's do a break and come back and review Craze. Fuck it. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Yes, yes, if I had a podcast, I'd podcast in the morning, I'd podcast in the evening, all over the swamp. I'd talk about Hamlin, I'd talk about Amicus, I'd talk about every kind of swamp in between, especially about meal coloring. Amicus.com Cover craze. Uh, 1974. Uh, let's see what we got here. I like this. I like this. Uh, <laughs> this synopsis. A nutty antique dealer starts to sacrifice women to an African idol. Starring Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Starring Jerry. Waka Waka. This is comedy. On is this a comedy? Fuck no. <laughs> what was funny in this? But uh, unintentional. Well, shit. there. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was funny, but it wasn't a comedy. Uh, this is starring uh, Jack Palance uh, and some other people. Um, Dom, what do you think of old Craze? We're going to blame this one on Large William if it stinks. You got to blame it on something. This movie um, I watched today. Yes, I'm, yes. Mm-hmm. I have not changed one bit from the time that I was in school. Like if I had a project or I had a test, <laughs> I would put it off and put it off and put it off, and then at the last second, I'd be like, "Okay, I've got to do this." So this my is- my best procrastination ever. I wrote <laughs> for an anthropology class a twenty-five page research paper and started the research the night before the paper was due. <laughs> See, that's that's to me. I you you get you put that 
that pressure. And then when the pressure is fucking on and you can't, there you <laughs> yeah. have to do it. I work straight from three in the afternoon yeah. until nine the following morning. That's <laughs> the way it should be. It was awful. These assholes that fucking take, you know, okay, like uh, they know they have a test at the end of the year, so they start studying <laughs> six months before. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I would study. Just right, I mean, before the test, I would stay up all night and memorize every fucking page of notes. Flush it out and then learn nothing at all. Exactly. Because, and let me tell you something. People, oh, wait, I did that and now I work retail at almost 40. All Fuck the my shit life. that I learned in school, <laughs> I probably use none of it and have used none of it. If they, if, okay. What did you major in? In Why the fuck are we talking about this? Why? <laughs> yeah, in college. Fucking uh, business and uh, uh, marketing or something. Okay. Because I didn't I know did. what I wanted to do, and I didn't care. I did journalism. Now, when you think about it, basic writing and basic math, probably the two things that you that – you, basic math and basic writing. Yeah. Okay. But all this other shit – once you hit long division, it's it's pointless. Yeah, like, like algebra use that and shit. stuff. Yeah, okay, but I'm not going. I'm I, I what you know. I just I, the what you what do you need to know about algebra? You have a eighth of a tank of gas, a quarter of a tank of gas, a half a tank of gas. <laughs> that you know that's basically your algebra. Okay, but I run into algebra algebra sometimes where it'll be like, oh, so and so has so many of these. What happens if he has this many kind of thing? That's an algebra Jesus. equation. But anyway. Um, so I'm glad that I fucking cheated, and I'm glad <laughs> that I fucking put forth as little effort as possible, because it doesn't matter. I mean, who gives a shit? It's all fucking. You're gonna. You're just. De- you're just dead meat. You're one of those chickens in the fucking cage. I am and with a fucking blank stare. I can't blink when the wind is blowing in my fucking eyes, and there's a dumbass with a mustache just looking at me, riding in his car right beside me, just wondering. Yep. I wonder how long it's going to be until this tell you sorry something. asshole there's dies. A, there's a fat, bald-headed dumbass with a mustache and a goatee that looks at me every morning when I look in the fucking mirror. And it has loser tattooed across his fucking face. Anyway, <sighs> this movie's Merry called Merry fucking Christmas or Happy... Wait, it's New Year. We, yeah, fucking yuck. 2014. Anyway, I thought about the other day just stopping taking... This movie's taking, 40 years old. Just stop taking my blood pressure and heart medication and just go you know yeah there was yes was a do not get a gentleman to that good night i i would just like to just fucking if i could go to sleep after the show and never wake up again i, I who cares it doesn't oh mean God. shit none of this means anything we are dust in the fucking wind uh and this movie is 40 years old <laughs> Same old song. Okay. Um, you start out in this movie. It almost, to me, had like a hammer feel. Yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, a cheap hammer. A cheaper cheaper than usual hammer feel. Yeah, cheaper than usual hammer feel. Um, this is on Prime Instant Video, too. I just noticed. It re- I stole this for nothing. <laughs> God damn it. Um it starts out, I mean, like, really, it, 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 there's no big setup where, like, the guy is just going about everyday life. and that, They start out right from the nitty-gritty. In <laughs> the titty-gritty. Huh? The, the titty-gritty. <laughs> right from the get-go with this uh, satanic kind of uh, 
No, this this not satanic. This chukutic. <laughs> yes, chuku is this African idol. He's a, yeah, he's a he's a love god in Africa. Yeah, they, and he's kind of this big wooden statue with these bug eyes, and he's got like a, a the cheapest looking eyes. They're, they're totally glued onto this goddamn. Yeah, they look, thing. They look, they look, like, look like yellow buttons. Yeah, they look like those doll <laughs> eyes you used to be able to buy like at craft stores or whatever. Yeah. He's got like a little trident or a or a goddamn rake or something that's you know, that he holds. <laughs> that looks so shitty. Okay, and then the that thing must be razor sharp though. Yeah, well, it's pointy. Um, the guy. <laughs> that, that's presiding over this that's the uh, warlock or whatever you want to call it uh, the <laughs> Alistair Crowley of the bunch is Jack Palance or Jack Palance <laughs> this chair I got at Walmart and it's like a it's like fake leather and all the stuff's coming off of it so I'm just peeling it off as I talk I don't know if I should say this about work but they had to replace some chairs in the back and the ones they replaced were kind of like they're just a little bit beat up and instead of fucking donating them to a fucking charity or something, yeah. we had to take box cutters and fucking just slash them so they could just sit in the dumpster. Yeah, so nobody could have them. What the fuck is that? What is that about? Yeah. Um, but, you know, what what the fu- you said- who was Jack Palance in Batman? What the fuck did he do in Batman? I don't remember that. Uh, he was on, he was in the, was he in the one with Keaton? He played, yeah. uh, 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 he played like a, I think a mafia guy or something, but it wasn't like a, any big, cause of course Nicholson was the, uh, um, but won an Oscar. You said, I thought it was funny how you said, uh, like the one week Sammy said something about, uh, you know, social media and work and, and then, um, you just said something about, I don't know if I should say this about work or whatever. And then one of our friends that's name reminds r- rhymes with ick large muge uh, <laughs> gets on gets on facebook and does a fucking video talking, <laughs> talking about, about his boss being an asshole his boss is a fucking moron <laughs> and the guy uh, he works with is a fucking idiot i had this old lady today who I seemed pleasant that. at first and before uh before before the end of the conversation she was saying like the how verizon was ripping her off and she's like She's like, I haven't seen math that bad since the Obama administration. Ah! <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, you know. That was a joke that was funny like fucking in Reagan years, wasn't it? I heard You're just recycling in, you stupid old broad. <laughs> what? Obama is Malcolm X's illegitimate kid. Oh, Jesus Christ. But anyway, let's get back to this goddamn movie. Um, Craze, nineteen seventy-four. Yeah, this is for Jack Palance. <laughs> or wait, what, what's his uh, what's his name? Vladimir Palunik. Yes. <laughs> Palunik. Yeah. Not a uh, American. No. Or uh, whatever. Who cares? Anyway, so he is Neil Mottram, and he has an antique shop. Uh, it's not doing too well. They have a big stack of bills, and uh, it's kind of like one of those places that it would be cool. To, it'd be like your dream uh, if you like oh, that God, kind I'd of stuff to have a shop like that. But you know, now well, I'll tell you this today. When I was watching this, I was thinking about the movie, and, and I kept thinking, man, if, if if they had eBay back then, he'd probably be doing a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Put the shit on there, and you know, a lot more people would see it. So anyway, he has a like a not an apprentice, but it's a guy, a young guy that he had met uh, that had been. Uh, on, falling on hard times, he ha- he was an addict and everything, and Palance kind of straightened him out, and and uh, he's Palance's kind of uh, uh, keep talking. I got to go run to get something. I'll be right back. Yeah, he's kind of Palance's Robin to, or he's 
Robin to Palance's Batman or whatever, and like his ward. So anyway, um, like I said, when they first start out the fucking movie, uh, they're having this big. Uh, not, I, I kind of want to say like a covenant of witches because it's mostly. It's I think it's all women except for Palance, uh, and he is. Um, they're all in black robes and they're worshiping this uh, fucking uh, Chuku. The goddamn love, uh, love god statue, and um, so anyway, they get down to like the said the, the titty gritty or the nitty gritty because one of the chicks uh, takes off her black robe and I, I and um, she starts doing this dance, and then they kind of do a um, they didn't really do a human sacrifice, but it was kind of like a, going through the motions where uh, Palance gives her a knife. And she kind of cuts herself, and they put some, get some blood on something, and the, and he's like, Chuku, this is your sacrifice, the blood, <laughs> Chuku, yes, Chuku. And so anyway, the 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 bride chick had some hot little titties on her. Yeah, she looked pretty good. Uh, now, it gets right into it because all of a sudden, after the ritual, and they're cleaning up and everything, it kind of made you think, okay, is this kind of one of these deals, like I said, like with Alistair Crowley, where they, they, they get together and they're supposedly doing all these rituals, but what it really is is almost like if you belong to the fucking uh, Shriners or the Masons or something, they just all get together and do the shit and get drunk and high. And uh, But then this chick shows up, this woman, and she confronts Palans. And she says she wants. She said, you know, I guess Chuku belonged to her, the the actual statue. And she was like, you know, listen, you're just uh, like Jim Jones or something. You're just trying to make or or Jimmy Swaggart. You're just trying to make money. You don't really believe in Chuku. You're just doing this for your own fucking uh, good. And I'm taking Chuku away. Well, he fucking really likes Chuku. I mean, he likes him a lot. <laughs> He's like, you're not taking Chuku. And so anyway, Chuku must have weighed a ton too. Yeah. Because... Well, I mean, he's a big log. I mean, maybe he's... maybe he was maybe it was mounted to something. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, it was probably like when me and my friends tried to move this lathe one time, uh, which they used to like make. I mean, they were using it to make like fucking sniper rifles and shit. And my friend's dad, uh, they do shooting championship things on a thousand yard shooting range, and uh, but this old man died, and they said, "Hey, this old man died. Uh, Rick's dad bought this lathe, and we need some guys to come over and help move it because I mean it's a big heavy piece of equipment, and we had probably." six of the biggest guys i was probably the smallest guy and i'm pretty fucking big <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean back then i was a little bit smaller but not that much and we fucking grabbed a hold of this thing and i said okay now everybody like you know lift with your legs and if you feel like you're going to drop it just say so and we'll set it down no reason for anybody to get hurt drop it on their feet or whatever we bend down we grab a hold of this thing and we're like and we're giving it all we have <laughs> And we're like, fuck, that thing must weigh, you know, 5,000 pounds. It was bolted to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, moving right along, Palance um, has a confrontation with this woman, and she's fucking like a a fanatic. I mean, she really believes in Chuku, and she thinks that he's just fucking, he just is doing these rituals because he thinks that it's, for his own personal gain is what she says. So they have a scuffle and there's an accident and um, she gets killed. Okay, so then after that, 
um, they, they talk about you know how the the stores having a lot of problems as, with their bills and not being able to pay their bills, and he's like, you know, take some of the stuff out on the street and try and sell it, and just just try and make anything, whatever anybody offers you, fucking sell it. Yeah, go to the market, take these spears yeah. and these masks, and go fucking sell them. Yeah, put, should have put the mask on and the, took the spear and robbed. You know, in, in Cutie and the Boxer, uh-huh. when he fucking went to Japan to sell his stuff, mm-hmm. how much did the fucking ticket to Japan? I thought <laughs> that too. I was like, okay, it's like, is he really making any money if he has to buy a, a, a last have minute any ticket? Money to Japan? and a ticket to Japan. I've looked up tickets to like New Zealand, Australia, and different places like that. And I mean, I think to go to Australia it was. Um, like maybe twenty three hundred bucks or twenty. Yeah, so it's like if he's making thirty six hundred dollars from a trip that probably cost two grand. I mean, really, what the fuck? I don't is know. The point maybe he had some kind of connection or something. Where I don't know. And yeah, that I, I wondered that too. Um, anyway, but back, back to Craze. Once um, Palans. Once Palans uh, sees what's happened, he's like, "Oh fuck," you know. So I mean, the natural instinct is because first of all he's involved in black magic and all this shit so how are you going to explain that so he just rolls her up in a fucking rug and you know <laughs> takes takes the body and kind of tries and goes to dispose of it well um right after that they're you know in distra- they're distraught about you know maybe losing the store or you know not the IRS cuz it's in England but you know they owe all this they owe money on these bills and Amazingly, like all of a sudden, their financial worries are taken care of, and they're like, yeah. "Holy shit!" And he's like, "I know what it is. It's Chuku, you know, Chuku, yes." And he's like, all fucking like getting excited. He's like, "Man, Chuku is going to take care of us." So he just decides, okay, you know, Chuku demands a human sacrifice. And as long as he, in his mind, as long as he keeps giving Chuku what Chuku wants, Chuku will give him what he wants. So you gold coin, yeah, they got a, you know that deal. Um, but um, I was surprised that uh, there was a couple of uh, the police get involved because they start finding these bodies uh, because Palans. Uh, you know he's pretty lazy about disposing of his body. Yeah, he just kind of goes and chucks them somewhere. But anyway, um, he there were times where he seemed very rational. Yeah. But I mean, like my God, that one woman when he fucking okay, he could have just went and picked up like a prostitute, somebody that nobody would know. Blah 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 blah. Bring him back to the damn thing. Fucking choke him or stab him or whatever. And dispose of the body. He fucking like when he stuck that one woman's fucking head in that. I maybe it's just because he did that that way. He stuck her head in the fucking like a uh, uh, wood furnace, stove or yeah. furnace. Uh, and I. But now that I say that, he might have done that to 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 uh, fuck the body up so they wouldn't be able to tell who it was. I think well, they did say that because when they find the body later, they didn't know who she was because their face was burned off. Right. So anyway, that was and they. I like I liked that effect they did with the, with the black hand. Yeah, with yeah. The big shiny I ring on it. Yeah. Um, but they. Um, it reminded me of uh, of uh, I watched another movie with Adam Sandler, Mister Deeds, and he had a black foot <laughs> from frostbite. Um, so <laughs> that was stupid. I can you imagine if Adam Sandler played the Jack Palance part in this? Um, <laughs> the remake, uh, I, you know, Mr. Deeds was a remake. Um, so they just keep, Palance just keeps getting in deeper and deeper. Well, the, the, the cops um, are starting to investigate, and um, 
I recognized a co- the the two detective cops, uh, Percy Herbert. I've seen him in some stuff, and then the other detective, uh, which was played by um, uh, Michael Jaston. I've seen him in some other shit too. Uh, but then Trevor Howard shows up, and I'm a big Trevor Howard fan. He is the the superintendent of the police and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I've always liked him. He he's he's pretty good. Um, so anyway. I'm pulling the shit off the chair. It's like it's like fucking popping the bubbles in bubble wrap, um, or or peeling off the uh, peeling off sunburn, <laughs> popping somebody's zits. Uh, Gross. Um, so anyway, um, Palance, he's very um, sure of himself. Um, he's very arrogant as hell. I fucking loved him in this. <laughs> yeah, he was he was awesome. by far the highlight. Oh my god, hell yeah! Um, like he sets up this one deal. He has an aunt that's rich, and he sets up this deal that's this complex kind of scheme where he's going to create an alibi for himself, and then go and do some chuku uh, fucking sacrificing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is really going to work out for him, but and I, I liked that um, the he went to see this woman that he had had like an affair with a long time ago, and she was a a, a kind of a like someone that I would meet on Match dot com. <laughs> I wanted to see her tits, man. Yes, I did too. Because I'll tell you what, even though she was she looked a little bit worn out was, in the face, she was a little she was a little. She was a little rotund. Yeah, she was a little chunky, but not overly chunky. Not offensively so. Yeah, she's still like if you were my age, you'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, well, might as well fuck." And she and she looked like a good sport. Yeah, yeah, she was a sport. <laughs> she looked like somebody that would do just about whatever you wanted. Yeah, especially yeah. if you gave her some brandy, some cherry brandy. And Palance, it was funny because some of the stuff in this was funny even though like you said it's not a comedy because of the way he acted like when <laughs> the cops were questioning him he might i mean you know he gets like these evil looks on his face like what <laughs> so i mean it's so obvious <laughs> how bad was it when they were one they were interviewing them the one time and he's sitting there lighting a cigarette and that really horrible special effect of the like the doll eyes appearing over yes. his eyes <laughs> Like, you don't seem very upset about your aunt. And he goes, well, you know. And then he starts talking about <laughs> the cops are interviewing him, sort of like, you know, thinking maybe that he might be involved in his aunt's death. And he's like, well, you know, one time she called me and she said, she was Neil. I want to put you in my will. You're the only one. And it's like, God damn, dude. You know? <laughs> but most people you're say, just You're just spelling it out yeah, for him. No, I was in her will. So anyway, but I like the part with him and the blonde that was his alibi and him getting her drunk and shit. She was cute, too. Yeah. Um, now, the... His fucking outfit in that scene that I posted the picture yeah. of was quite, quite remarkable with his cardigan with no shirt on, fucking like un, uh, tied at the waist. And he didn't oh, want nothing to do with that one woman, the the one that was kind of chunky, that that the the blonde yeah. that was kind of slut, because she had a boyfriend. He was out of town, but it was funny. He wanted to set up the alibi, but like she would try and kiss him and stuff, and he'd turn his head and stuff. Because <laughs> even the cops said this is this this tart is is not somebody that he would want to be involved with, and you could tell that she that he was out of her league. 
because she mm-hmm. really wanted, you know, she thought Palance was like the goddamn, uh, like he was the shit. And yeah. he was kind of like, you know, he probably fucked her when he was like, it was like three in the morning and he was drunk. Um, and did talk to her for three years, but he he know he she's one of these ones he knows that if he just shows up on her doorstep and just says, "Hey, it's me, Jack Palance," and she'd be like, "Oh God damn, get in here, fuck me." <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> and he kind of almost looked like a cross, like like a uh, like he was trying to do his Charles Bronson. Cat yeah, mask. God, he it's the mustache that really made him look Bronsony. Yes, it was very Bronsony. So instead, like I said, instead of. Um, I guess he kind of did this toward the toward more toward the end, but you know, um, he called like a massage woman, and and I guess they just she was kind of cute too. Yeah, she was. I I assumed right off the bat that she was just a fucking hooker, but he just called her up and uh, and uh, when he went over there, I thought, well, you know, the whole massage thing, you know, anybody knows that that's kind of. Unless you yeah. go to a licensed massage therapist, they're not going to do anything because that's like their business and they could lose their license and shit. But if you go to somebody like this, you, you it's a, it, you know you, they're, you're not going for a massage. So anyway, but she opens up these big cabinets and she has like all these fucking dildos and vibrators. She's like, I got this vibrator for your neck and your face and this one does this and this one does that. And Palace is just standing there and she goes, well, unless you didn't come for the uh, – for the massage, and then she opens up this other cabinet. It's got like fucking all this S and M shit in it. And Palance, I I I thought that would be hilarious if she would have fucking like been riding him around with a saddle and you know fucking <laughs> dildo up his butt and all this stuff. You know, like one of those dildos that has the horse tail. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> no, it's that like sounds a, awesome though. It's not a dildo; it's a butt plug. Yeah, and you you like. The only thing I mean, I've never seen a dude do this, but I mean, like a woman, uh, they'll they'll have this. Um, this butt plug in their asshole and it's got like a fucking uh, horse's tail hanging off of it. That's so fucked up. Yeah, it is because they, there's also in S and M they have this uh, like pony play and they'll have like one of those butt plugs with the horse tail hanging off of it. Then they'll have this uh, like a, a, a bit like that you put in a horse's mouth with reins, but it's got leather cover in it and you put that in their mouth like they're a horse and do all kinds of stuff. But I don't know. You know I just have heard about this stuff. Only heard. Yes. And so anyway, I think it would have been funny if Jack Palance would have been getting rode around like a horse. With a horse plug. With a horse plug up his butthole and one of those little cages from the cuckold video on his limp. <laughs> so anyway, and he smokes his little um Cigarillos. Cigarillos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like the the the, the they're like that black, like little. They look like a cigarette, but they're a little cigar. But then they yeah. have the tip on it that. So it's like it looks like a black and mild sorta. Of. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, he he's fucking smoking those things all the time. Like even when the cops are talking to him, he's got one in the corner of his mouth. And Palance has that boxer's face because he used to be a boxer, and his nose yeah. is kind of smashed and everything. But and he's got big jaw, hair slicked back, and he's got a big head too, and the catfish mustache. And but it's he's almost like laughing and smiling when the cops are interviewing him about his aunt dying, and I'm like, dude, you have the worst poker face of all time. <laughs> but I think that I don't know, maybe because he did that, that the cops would be like, well, shit, you know, if he was the killer, he wouldn't be acting like this. But he, that one cop, as soon as they he left, that one cop was like, I don't care if he's guilty or not. I don't like that bastard. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I thought that what he did with the massage chick was pretty sloppy. 
because she told him my roommate is coming back at at three o'clock. Yeah. So he knew she was coming, right? So he does his deal. Why didn't he just wait for her and do her ass too and give Chuku two for one? Because as soon as he walked out, you know, he had to know that the if he ran into her, she was going to recognize or if if he was put in the lineup, she'd see rec- remember his face. So yeah. anyway, but maybe not because you know she wasn't expecting. You know, she might just walk right by him. Um, the fucking finale of this now um what's his name uh what's the hell is that dickhead's name the the young uh, uh, his live-in is that yeah. ronnie uh that martin potter i think that was ronnie um he yeah it had to have been he starts coming up now he at first when chuku is he almost bought into the chuku thing yeah he was close because he was like you know he didn't like it but palance was like you know listen if we do this you know we're whatever uh we're we're getting more got all this money and he told him he said you know i'm leaving everything to you you're the only person he didn't really have anybody um and there was a couple times when he touched ronnie's face and i thought maybe that him and ronnie might have had some uh some history horse butt plugging going on <laughs> um because he seemed to really care about ronnie a little bit too much uh that when ronnie started freaking out toward the end before the finale, he he grabbed him and he was like, you know, you've got to calm down. He had his hands on both sides of Ronnie's face, and then he just kind of like did his fingers real slow down his face. And I was like, okay, now that was done for a reason. Neil and Ronnie are something's going on there. Um, <laughs> but um, then Ronnie gets to where it's like, you know, and I thought how uh, Palance how he did in his uh, aunt was pretty fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why did, why did he do that to, of all the people? Why her? Well, he, he well, she and, had all and that it money. was, so, I mean, he still, it was almost I like know, the but, Chuku thing was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, why don't you just do that the whole time and fucking like, who cares about Chuku then? Or, or if, if Chuku was going to give you money, why fucking right. go after that? You know, you know, it's almost oh, like but, a field in England. If you, if you take it at face value, uh, that Chuku <laughs> is doing the shit. Yeah. All the coins and the thing, you know, oh, they just showed, well, the hell they might've been in there that he had a hard time oh. getting that drawer open. Like it had never been open. It's the logic of religion. It was an anti. Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> everything fits because you want it to fit. Yeah. So anyway, but man, I'm telling you what, he got like fucking. Um, remember when uh, like the Road Warriors or Hacksaw Bruce Reed would pick somebody up and gorilla press them over their head? Yeah, he gorilla fucking. Pre- he threw fucking Ronnie like goddamn. <laughs> he gorilla pressed him through the fucking window. Like Bruiser Brody or something throwing like a little <laughs> kid like a midget. And and the cops just showed up and they're like, can you imagine if you were the cops and you pull up and all of a sudden this guy comes flying through the window? They're like, holy fuck! <laughs> so then Palance, oh, the fucking the fucking uh, rock and roll express versus the Russians match. Yeah, when Nick, the this was this was not the cage match with uh, Ivan and Nikita. Right. This was fucking Crusher Khrushchev, and I forgot how good a shape that Barry Darsal was in. Then man, yeah. he was fucking big too. Like he even got kind of kind of chunkier by the time he was in demolition yeah. but god he was a fucking beast when he well, was he, back in the, the whole Crockett. thing about that was is that nikita couldn't fucking they just brought him in he couldn't even wrestle he didn't know he he just had that look so when they brought him in everybody's like oh my god nikita he's so but when they would wrestle they would always have it be 
Crusher Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff as the yeah. tag team because and Nikita would just cheat and come in because he couldn't do anything. It, they said Darcy was, was Darcy was good. Yeah, though, he was man. good he worker. Was, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so anyway, Palance, gorilla press. Palance has it made me think of it because 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 he he gorilla pressed Ricky Ricky Morton in the middle of it too. Ricky. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Palance uh, kind of comes undone, and I guess he's expected. But I will say this for a fucking religious fanatic and uh, and uh, and whatever. It's all all the way to the end. I mean, you know, he was still thinking about Chuku, you know. So the the one woman is sure she, he may have been um, just involved with the Chuku thing for his own personal gain. But I, I I he was a true believer. I think. Yeah. But I thought this movie was fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. the shit out of it. It got it, it wore its welcome for me. I laughed at some of it. You know what I think with this? I think. For me, if I watched it with a group of like-minded people, I would like it more. This is it's one of those like things Will, where I think it, Will like something just to so. His yeah, yeah. Like when, you, but like, I would, I would only like it if I knew other people around me were liking it too. The, um, <laughs> but like, people and, and that it's, you really want to. Yeah, I it's 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 nice and sleazy, but for me, it kind of wore its welcome by the third act. I was just like, okay, let's go. Um, but uh, Palance, his clothes throughout were pretty incredible. I got to give him that. My Especially, dad used to have sports coats like that. <laughs> his one suit, he wore this this thin gray suit. And he looked good, but man, that gray suit was pretty awesome. And he's the, he had these fucking zip up boots that were pretty great. How and, about when he fucking put on his like a uh, Chuck Taylor canvas? I know that was kind of weird. Shoes. I don't know why he would do that because if he's gonna go fucking sacrifice somebody you'd think white shoes might not be the best idea well, and, then, and then he fucking didn't change back he was like walking across the street with this fucking suit on and tennis shoes sneakers well, yeah so the chucks the chucks look like something i would wear but the uh and in the, the weird choice of that to scare his aunt with the fucking zombie mask <laughs> or whatever that yeah, thing he was. scared the fucking shit out of her <laughs> that's for sure um i love the line uh when the scott scott uh, scotland yard guys ask him like Quite the lady killer, aren't you? He's like, I do my share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was proud of his <laughs> pussy prowess. Um, the one dude, I posted a picture of him too that re- that reads the ant's will. Fucking, I think Jack Edelum might have been better looking than this dude. How about that guy's eyebrows? Oh my god, he had fucking like jig- big moths for his <laughs> eyebrows. They were huge. And, you know, I wonder if he did comb the. Now I notice the older I get, I'm you know you start getting some hair on the fucking tops of your ears, and you're you get these. Oh my god, I get it on the side, like right before my earlobe starts. I get these long hairs. Yeah, now but I don't know the, why that the guy there. Why wouldn't he take like a fucking just and just. Just uh, it'd be so easy, just clip it right off. He fucking this, combed them up, I think. He had the big googly eyes an and the evil fucking barrister. The, 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 the <laughs> yeah, the uh, the eyebrows that stuck up over his reading. Well, I don't glasses. know if he was evil or not, but when he was talking and he had his eyebrows combed up, it just <laughs> made him seem evil, like he was just a scummy person. And you don't get an idea. I know that Jack Palance is a big dude. You don't really get that idea many times, like in this one. Like they don't put him beside anybody really that makes him look. Except this once, the one scene when he's choking this one person, and his fucking hand looks like a boxing glove yeah. around her neck. His hand was gigantic. I don't know if she was just tiny, but man, it's like his whole hand. He could have just fucking palmed her hand, head like a basketball. <laughs> like it was huge, but. Yeah, I, I know. I, I like some of the brutal stuff in it, like when he drugged the one chick down the stairs and then oh, and her head just off. Gonna yeah, bounce, bounce off the off the stone steps, and he shakes the shit out of that one girl when she won't dance for Chuku. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> that was fucking funny. If she, you know what? I wonder if he would if if he would have just um if she would have just done what he wanted her to, or did he plan on giving her the? That, well, that was the blonde chick. Yeah, I, I don't know if he he you know I think he was probably planning on something. He needed to sacrifice again, so. Yeah. He was he down with Chuku. Every time he would talk about Chuku, just the name Chuku was so stupid. It would just seem funny. Because <laughs> he was like, you know, Chuku. Uh, 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 you know, <laughs> just that fucking palance. I, the way he talks, he like breathes through his mouth. And he's got that cigar, cigarillo in the fucking corner of his mouth. He'd be like, Chuku, yes. Uh, we must bring Chuku and bring him in here. You know, it's like, God damn, dude. You're obsessed with this fucking Chuku. Chuku might be a real thing. I wonder I mean, why he didn't fucking, after he got the ant's money, he got the fucking gold coins, paid off all the bills. He got the the ant's money, and they really fixed up the fucking store and everything. But why, after that, why wouldn't you just, okay, I got away with it. That's enough. Uh, Chuku needed more. Chuku it was never, so, uh, so Chuku, African man, <laughs> she never, never enough. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the creator god of the Ibo people. Oh, in there the is beginning, a Chuku. Chuku. Yeah, in the in the beginning, Chuku was floating in the sky, pondering the meaning of life. In an inspired moment, he created Ale or Ale. Stop. Before we go any further, we must emphatically deny any association with the brewing industry. Okay, I guess it is Ale. The Ale created by Chuku was Mother Earth. Uh, so he wasn't a love god. Let's see. With Allah being. Famously fertile, life and creation were off to a fine, flourishing start. Chuku was particularly delighted with his humans. He decided that immortality would be a nice present for them. He decreed that any human dropping dead should be laid to rest on Mother Earth and covered with ashes. Resurrection would then swiftly occur. Uh, Chuku chose to spread the tremendous news by using a messenger sheep. Uh, (laughs) The sheep muffled the message and put the world out that, that dead people should be burned to ashes and covered with Mother Earth. As a result, the human race missed out on immortality and the de- and this dead stay dead. We hope the sheep very... Okay, so yeah, it was a sheep's fault. Chuku wanted humans to stay alive forever, but the sheep messed up the message, and now we are burned and buried the sheep with, said, in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> so thanks a lot, sheep. Burn <laughs> Poor Chuku. He had a good heart, but they just, you know, fucked it up. They, you know, it's yep. like Jesus and the gays and everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He must, some, some sheep messed up the message and told all the Christians to hate all the fags. All so. the Christians are fucking sheep. Oh, oh, right. Um. All right. So, yeah, that's all that all I got for crazy. It's, it was okay. Like I said, I got a little bored with it by the end, but. It's one of those movies I think in a group where I would have enjoyed more because it had some I had some unintentionally funny stuff and some kind of brutal stuff that I thought was pretty well done. So, well, what do we what do you rate it? Eight point two five. Damn, I loved it, man. <laughs> I'm still watch it again. I thought I it was hilarious. A, I give it a six point two five. I also God, thought, I thought it was so fucking funny. Um, I like the cha- oh, and I forgot to mention I loved when he put the cherry the bottle of cherry brandy between her tits to let her sniff it. Well, how about this? I mean, he. It was so obvious. She wouldn't even take a goddamn sip, and he was—he must have poured that. I mean, like in five, uh, probably thirty seconds, he must have poured her another more into her glass, like t- ten times. She's like, "Are you trying to get me sloshed?" It's like, "What? Oh, what? What tipped you off?" She's funny. God, she I was good. Her. I liked her. I'd have fucked her. I'd have put a yeah, horse tail up her butt. 
<laughs> cool. 6.25, 8.25. Uh, check it out, Craze. It's on It's on Netflix. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, so you could do worse. Uh, let's take a break. You and could come do better, and do, too. You could definitely do better. Maybe we'll do better with the next one. Sacrifice to uh, all right, uh, we'll be right back with a review of Gah, or Bewitched. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, this is Kenny B. This is Tom KW. And we are two of the hosts from the Podcast on Fire Network. You want Asian cinema in a podcast? Well, we got the solution for you. Because at the Podcast on Fire Network, there's seven plus shows for you to choose from. You want Hong Kong action cinema and audio commentaries? We got that. You want dirty Hong Kong cinema? We got that. You want the eternal question, what's Korean cinema answer? We'll answer that. The flagship show Podcast on Fire covers classic Hong Kong cinema. Everything from Bruce Lee to Jackie Chan, John Woo and Jet Li. Featuring in-depth discussions with an aura of fun. This is your primary stop in the podcast world for classic Hong Kong cinema. So join me, Kenny B and Tom KW and a cast of thousands at podcastonfire.com also available on itunes on stitcher radio and come chat with us on the podcast on fire network facebook group and on twitter at podcast on fire podcast on fire network it's asian cinema in a podcast Unofficial prequel to Boxer's Omen song. Would you like to introduce it here? Gay. While possessed by an evil spirit, a man murders his daughter. A police detective investigating the case also becomes possessed. A good monk helps fight the evil spirit. Now, had you seen Boxer's Omen before? No, because we were, were talked about reviewing it, but somebody scooped us. I think. Yeah, that was. Yeah, they did. The gentleman reviewed this one. I don't know if Sammy reviewed this one. I can't remember that show. It was back in March. So this is one that was maybe that was Ghetto Tim's choice. I can't remember something like that. Anyway, Ghetto Tim, Ghetto Tim, Canadian via Korea. Um. So. Seeing, knowing this was related to Mo or Boxer's Omen, I, I kind of had an idea of what to expect. Um, this is a, a, a through and through an Asian black magic kind of film, and a lot of these, a lot of these, like I know ones from Indonesia, the Philippines, stuff like that. They got a similar kind of feel. There's always like you know heads flying around, this weird shit happening. These, the Hong Kong ones, um, and this is a Shaw Brothers film, which it's a Shaw Brothers in that, that it, it's produced by them. It does not feel like any of their Kung Fu movies at all. There's no martial arts in this movie whatsoever. But the, um, 
which Boxer's Omen has has more in that way. And Boxer's Omen, like I was saying, had last week I think had uh, had uh, Bolo in it. So, but um, this one this one is uh, this one's almost police procedural. This procedural. This is a, a detective, mostly the story of the detective kind of unraveling this case and getting the help of a monk to uh. remove the spirit <laughs> from the. As uh, from this guy, and and you know, I kind of missed exactly why uh, he decided to be friends with the this poor guy that <laughs> murdered his nine year old daughter. But um, anyway, regardless, he needed to remove this horrible witchcraft spell on him. So anyway, this uh, it, it opens um, well. The it opens, you know, they're kind of. Setting the setting the stage, they uh, there's narration to kind of sandwich this movie. It opens and closes. Uh, I love the way I love the line it closes with though. It's kind of silly, but um, you know him saying that you know no one's actually seen witchcraft. They've only heard about it, and that they're they're kind of doing the mondo thing a little bit, saying like you know you know this movie's not bullshit. It's based on stories gathered out of Hong Kong and Thailand and blah blah blah. So uh, uh, basically, as it opens, a body is discovered on this pretty awful-looking beach. Uh, <laughs> a guy and his daughter are kind of hanging out, and he's literally, you know, ten feet away from a fucking rotting corpse, and doesn't somehow smell it. But notes. his daughter finds the the hand sticking out of the out of the bushes, and uh, they pull out this really gross-looking corpse. Uh, the corpses in it were all pretty disgusting. I think the pregnant woman one was probably the grossest looking one because of her big veiny belly. Ugh. But <laughs> so um, I guess this is what, uh, and I'm no, I'm no Asian cinema expert by any means, but I imagine this would be a category three film due to the. Uh, What's that it, mean? Category. Well, instead of like rated R, rated X, that oh, sort of okay. thing. There's there's category, and the higher the category, I think the more kind of gore or nudity or whatever so category three and i and again like i said not an expert but category three apparently is like the, the high one that's the one that's that's the gross movie so um they uh when the police kind of become involved they they see it's a little girl and they pull this giant fucking nail out of her that was out of harsh. her skull yeah um this like probably like seven eight uh inch long just nine inch long nine inch nail right out of her right out of her fucking right out of the top of her head um i really i would have liked to have seen them actually i they 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 imply that but i wanted to see that nail going in (laughs) they're gonna do everything else well they fucking pulled it out so i mean it's kind of that was pretty brutal but yeah i don't know how that dude didn't smell that corpse just lying a few feet away and there was ants everywhere i was like what the fuck how the hell could you just i thought first i thought it was just their food I was like, I think I would notice, you know, yeah. this million ants everywhere. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a funny story this week about uh, smelling things, about smelling things, actually. Like a fart? Um, worse than a fart. So I was at, I was at work <laughs> this week. Worse than a fart. Worse than a fart. So I was at work, and I go back to the break room, and I sit down. Um, there's a In the break room, there's a couple big tables where people sit to eat, and there's also a row of computer chairs with computers so you can check email and that sort of thing. So I sit down at one of the computer chairs, and I'm sitting there with my legs with my uh, my legs crossed, like my left foot up well, on this my. Is, is this the worst in the fart story? 
This, yeah, this, oh, okay, this I thought you were going to fucking tell me that later. I, the way you said it, I thought you were... No, I, oh, I decided to tell it now. Okay. It's pretty funny. Um, so I'm sitting there, got my foot crossed over my leg, and I was like, uh, the, the room is packed. There's, you know, it's, it's kind of a shift change time. and So I'm like, I was, just, I was angry because I smelled something just awful. I was like, what is that smell? It, was, it stank so bad. And everybody's like, I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't smell anything. I'm like, I, I smelled it. And it literally, it smelled like somebody had eaten a dirty sock and then thrown up. That's exactly, <laughs> if you had to describe it. I was like, what is that fucking smell? It was driving me crazy. I could not figure out what it was. So about an hour and a half pass, I'm out doing a, 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 a training session with somebody. And I crossed my legs again. I crossed my foot again. It was your balls. Smelled the same smell. <laughs> that wasn't my balls. I had stepped in dog shit. Yes, I've done that before. It was crammed all in the cleat of my shoe, and it smelled so bad. And I went out in the parking lot during my lunch break, and I sat on the tailgate of my car, scraping dog shit out of my cleats with a fucking stick. But man, it stank. I I don't know how anybody didn't smell that, but it I made me think of this. I had dog shit on. Okay, one time. My this guy that I worked with, um, he was like walking around. He goes, "Man, something stinks down here." Jesus Christ! Ugh, what is this? You know? And he's walking around, and he's like, he he came back later, and he goes, "I don't know what the fuck." He goes, "Somebody needs to take out the trash or something." There's something rotten. Right? Then he comes back later, and I see him walking towards me, and all he has on is, is these white socks. I mean, he had clothes on, but he had white socks. That would have been even more shocking. And he comes over, and he's laughing. I'm like, "What the fuck is?" He goes. You remember when I said something stunk and everything? I was like, yeah, he goes, I had dog shit all over the bottom of my <laughs> shoe. <laughs> well, I did the same thing. I fucking got because, you know, I have a fucking huge yard and the goddamn, you know, concrete walkway to the garage. And, you know, usually the dogs are smart enough to go shit out in the yard somewhere. Well, they must have shit close to or on the sidewalk. I get to work and I'm sitting there. I think it might have been in the winter, uh, so there was like lots of snow or something because I had boots on and I get they look like almost like combat boots. And I get to work and I'm sitting there and I got my one like my leg, my legs crossed like my one foot over my knee, mm-hmm. and uh, but it was kind of up on the, <laughs> the counter the the top part. It was up on the 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 counter where the computers and stuff are, and. Um, I'm like, God damn, man, the fucking trash stinks behind me. You know, something stinks. I had dog shit all over the bottom of my shoes. Then I went back in the bathroom and I took my boots off and I put them in the sink. And I just started, because they were waterproof. So I started putting water, just filling up full of water and, you know, washing them off. Clean them all off. I go back out there and I'm laughing, telling everybody how to have dog shit over. I go over and there was dog shit on the countertop. I had dog shit on my pants leg from where I had had my legs crossed and everything. And I mean, it's like, Jesus. F- I was so hor- I was so horrified because yeah. I was wearing these light gray pants and I had sat on my foot first <laughs> before I crossed my legs. And I was afraid I had dog shit on it the happens. ass of my pants. The, um, I got some shit. This is an even funnier one. This was back at, in uh summer camp when I was like 12. And, um, the, the, they didn't have a bathroom. They had a uh, a latrine. Like, basically, it had a toilet seat, but it was just a big hole in the ground. And when I was 12, I was fucking terrified to use it because I was afraid a spider was going to, like, crawl up my ass or something. <laughs> so I, uh, in the middle of the night, I had to shit so bad. So I went out in the woods behind my tent 
And for some reason, I didn't put my shoes on. Uh, I went out in my socks. And I came back into the tent, and I was like, yeah, I buried it. I put it under some leaves and blah, blah, blah. The guy sharing the tent with me. And I was like, I smelled something. I had stepped in my own shit with my <laughs> socks. <laughs> Got in my own. So I went back out there, and then I buried my socks in the woods. Well, one time when we were little kids, uh, this girl lived up on the end of the street, and she was like a couple years older, and we were playing like all these games. Like We played this game, Red Light, Green Light. And I can't even remember what the fuck it was. It was like red light meant you stopped, green light meant you go, and we'd like chase each other or something. I can't remember what the rules were or whatever. So it ended up we were all sitting around in a circle like telling stories. And I was like, what? You know, man, something stinks. Something stinks. I had sat where I sat. Now, I, after the fact, think that maybe somebody flipped it like underneath me. But I sat down and I sat in dog shit. Oh, no. I had her shits on. And I was probably only like seven years old. But I had dog shit smeared all over the ass of my shorts. So I walk home and I'm like, oh, my God, I got dog shit. And I'm like almost crying. I walk back home. My dad fucking is outside cutting the grass. He's like, what the hell? What do you do? Get over here, goddamn dumbass. And takes me in the backyard. And he, of course, he has to manhandle you and like grab you by the back of the neck and hold you, you know. And then he takes the water, the hose, which was cold as shit, and sits there and sprays off my goddamn shitty ass fucking pants. I'm surprised he didn't kick me in the fucking stomach or something. Or probably in the jerk. Ass. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, what's that? Uh, back to the movie. Goo. Stinky, stinky corpse. And, uh, yeah. So smelling weird things. God, we got on a real tangent there. The, um, <laughs> as your so, fault. So they, uh, they find that they figure out who it is through some, uh, pretty low tech detective work. And, um, they figure out who the girl is and they go and find the dad who, um, doesn't try to hide the fact that he did it. <laughs> um, but, the 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 trial was funny. I don't know if it was just a bad uh, translation or what. They made but him fucking be his own. You know, you always see on Law and Order somebody says, I, "Your Honor, I want to be my own counsel," and they're like, "Listen, you know, you don't have the expertise that I want to be." You know, they almost try and talk him out of doing that. In this one, the judge goes, "I'm requiring you to be your own defense." <laughs> yeah, and they all had this stupid powdered wigs on too. Yeah. Um. The, um, but I love the, they, they make him see a shrink basically to see if he's nuts for nailing, driving a nail into the top of his daughter's head. Um, and I don't know if it was a bad translation or what, but they're like, you know, they come back and the, the, uh, first it was like, oh, they've determined that you're of sane mind. And then the, the translation is this infers that you're a crazy guy. (laughs) It's like, what? Um, but basically, they're going to put him to death. Um, so at the same time, they're starting. They start this odd side story with this, and uh, in Asian movies, they're you know they never pull punches when it comes to people that might be a little slower, <laughs> whatever. They don't really uh, they don't really uh, take a PC approach to it. But there's a guy who I guess I don't know if he's nuts or what, but or maybe kind of I don't know. But um, he a weird side story with him stealing a police uniform and uh, didn't take the gun, um, which they made a, make it a point that to point up. Yeah, with a bottle, and then uh, he's directing traffic and stuff. So, um, which it does come back, eh, kind of a stretch, but I mean it makes sense later. But um, 
so we start getting some backstory um, as the guy's being interviewed. Uh, the guy that's been put to death for, or that's on death row for killing his child. Um, he, uh, I just totally just had a brain fart. He, uh, he's given his backstory of what's going on. Um, and he's, you know, he's claiming, you know, somebody put me under a spell and he's even saying this in the, in the, yeah, uh, <laughs> somebody put me under a spell. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. That sounds like a good one. So everybody's going to believe that. But uh, we get a flashback, and I don't know who. I guess his mom's taking care of his daughter because he decides to go to Thailand and <laughs> just to fuck a, a massage girl <laughs> with some of his friends. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I did spot a um, a uh, nice Thai Star Wars billboard. I guess in nineteen eighty one. Yes, I did Star, see that too. Star yeah. Wars was still playing in Thailand in nineteen eighty one. So this was going to be like the next. I heard that. This was supposed to be like the next big thing, like the next Star Wars. Uh, it was close. Yeah. They were they were getting there. Well, yeah, let me tell you something. I watched <laughs> one of those new Star Wars the other day. Uh, flipped it on on like T or uh, TN, N, TNT or whatever, or USA, and uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't very good. Um. So the uh, more smells like shit. Another note where I said smells like shit. So yeah, I mean you get the you get the prostitution selection window that you see in the in the, in Thailand. Uh, I think it was in uh, Only God Forgives too. Um, Are these but, women? Yeah, the uh, yeah that big room. How how awful would that be? This is another empathy thing. All those girls are just sitting in there and they're all just talking and smiling and everything. But they're they, all they did. It's like that one movie we watched where the the girl uh, they set her up. Uh, like for shoplifting or whatever, and then the guy forced her to be a prostitute. And remember what was that called? And she just had to sit oh, outside what? of that place, and the guy forgot just the name of that. Her. Yeah, but anyway, it's like that. This was like you said, like only God forgives. They're behind that big glass thing, and they're all just sitting there, just just like ch- talking, like a bunch of there, young girls would sit there and talk. There's a um, there's a documentary oh, awful on Netflix, and it covers. Uh, sex workers from different countries and Thailand is one of them. They talk a lot about these. There's women they interview from the, the their job is to sit in this room basically. Yeah. And there's some fucking depressing stuff. They just in there. do it so, they, they've done it so long and do it so much. It's just like going to work. Yeah. And that's just depressing. It's like they have just no hope. So they're just like, okay, well, this guy's going to come in and fuck me now. You know, no, no, no. so I'm not a fan. We, we get this, um, I feel sorry uh, for prostitutes when you know. yeah when they get stuck in it yeah. yeah you you should see that one um the, uh, the I, I'll figure out the name of that documentary you, you might like it I can't think the, by Catherine Deneuve the um you get this limping chick she's pretty cute but uh, the guy what was his name um I don't know anybody's name in this damn movie Bond Brown. The guy, the 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 child murderer guy, the dad. Yeah. Da, so dad, uh, dad sees this girl limping, decides to help her, and um, she kind of woos him up to the room. She's like, "Oh, I need some oil rubbed on my ankle." She was limping, but did you did you see that fruit she was carrying? The uh, the dirty that spiny fruit. Uh. Uh-uh. It's 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 this big. It's a, it's a little bigger remember. than a, it's bigger than a coconut. Well, it's like the size of a coconut when it still has that like wrapper on it, but it's called a durian. 
And she shows her eating it too. I don't know if you've ever had it. I guess not if you didn't recognize it. But man, I don't know how people eat. It, it smells like shit. Like they stink so bad. I don't it, know. Like, it, God, I mean, it's like that's like the uh, the fucking um, the the our our whole show has turned into stuff that stinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can smell the dur- durian fruit. Durian stinks, man. Ugh. Is it a fruit? And it's a fruit. Mm-hmm. I've never eaten it because it stinks too bad. It smells like sewage. It really does smell bad. I don't it's know one of those ones where people would be like, well, it's an acquired taste. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I think it, yeah. I don't want to have um, to acquire the taste for fucking poop. So somehow these two people... You get used to it. It's great. <laughs> somehow these two people fall in love with some really bad English and some uh, and some hijinks on the beach with a slow motion tit run that she had some about pretty good sized tits she, for a, for a uh, asian chick yes yeah, she did she had some good boobies yeah. and and she she looked ridiculous but i'm the slow motion okay. running was I, that's like that's like it was it lady snowblood where the chick fights naked no uh, uh uh sex and fury yeah that's it's just that's not sexy to me Running in slow motion with you know <laughs> naked for a chick with big it's just it looks just yeah, it's not flattering but um, I don't know who the lady was. So the guy basically, he, he the woman gives him this like Rosemary's Baby medallion. Yeah, says, that was the, the the tanny uh, root. Yeah, Tannis. So, the Sorry, tannis tanny. root. Sorry, tanny. Although she does love that movie. Yeah, um, that's what it looked like. The exact same thing. Yeah. So he gives her. Uh, she gives him that, and she said, "You know, they promise. Like, I'm coming back to see you on June 8th. I don't know why June 8th. June 3rd. Maybe it was June 30th. Um, um, the uh, so he goes back to Hong Kong, and he has a lady friend there, which they didn't really talk about her before. I don't think it's the mom. I, th- I don't know who she was. But she's pissed because, like, ever since he's gotten back from Thailand, he, he's impotent and, and uh, you know, just like the understanding woman, she fucking gets pissed every time he can't get his dick up. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, it's like it's like uh you know, she's pissed about something. He's like, "Sorry, you know, I can't help it." Um but <laughs> well, I'm not going to uh, get into any of those stories. <laughs> um yeah, so she's very understanding, but some weird shit starts happening with his daughter at that point. Um he uh well, first of all, she tries to he's taking a shower and he's got a fucking electric heater in the shower, which was really bizarre. Yeah, that's not the <laughs> smartest thing in the world. And he's pissed at his daughter when she tries to plug it in. Um, he's like, are you crazy? And I'm like, are you crazy for having it there in the fucking first place? Uh, what happens if it gets wet and then you plug it in anyway? But um, June, the June date comes and goes. And uh, he's, you know, he's showing all his friends at work. And they're like, oh, you got to introduce me to her. I'll bang her too. That kind of thing. <laughs> And she had given him his money back and everything. I think she, you know, she had really fallen in love with him, and he was under the impression the whole time, under a misunderstanding because of their language barrier, that she was a masseuse and that she was there to be a prostitute. And she was assuming she was telling him, "Oh, I'm a typist," and uh, you know, she thought he was really into her and that sort of thing. I thought all Asian people spoke the same language. That's <laughs> yeah, what confused isn't, me. Isn't Asian a language? Um, uh, Jap is language, I think. Oh, that's what it's called. Sorry. Yeah. The uh, well, his little his Rosemary's baby medallion leaks all over him, and um, he, he gets stained by it. And then the fucking that spot begun, begins to grow hair. Which Big is hairy really bush. <laughs> he has a vagina growing in the middle of his gut. So That's by this gross. point in the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is going? Like, this is about thirty minutes in, and like nothing outside of the murder has happened. Yeah, 
I'll, and I, mean, I was expecting, because like, of all the stuff that I've heard about Boxer's Omen, that this was going to be just this crazy wild shit. And I'm like, well, hell, this is kind of just slow. Yeah, not- yeah, and I think this was just must have been laying the groundwork for yeah. it. Because, I mean, this does get the crazy shit, but it's not like, if you want to see Boxer's Omen, this is, Boxer's Omen is like the last 30 minutes of this movie almost the entire time. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. <clears throat> and I was too. So, um, you know, back to present day, and he shows the detective, listen, look, I still got these gray pubes on my chest. They're not gonna. They won't wash off. It didn't even look good. It didn't look like like a guy with a hairy chest. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was just pasted on. It was like back, you know, when I talked about the doll eyes from the from Chuku. This was the doll hair from the same store um, that fur used to get. You can make puppets out of or whatever. Chuku. But um, so by finally, the shit about thirty forty five minutes in starts getting really weird when the detective kind of gets on the case at this point. The guy's like, you know, I'm gonna die, blah blah blah. I've got this spell on me still, and the guy really starts believing him because when he sees the, when especially when he sees the fur. <laughs> um, so the guy had gone to a I don't know medium or whatever. I had a <laughs> I had a I had a crunch wrap for dinner. I'm burping it up like crazy. Um, but the uh, I had like five tacos. I went to Taco Bell. Yeah, my t- my, yeah, Taco Bell on the way home. I was sitting in the parking lot of Taco Bell listening to Jim Cornette. And <laughs> oh, I was wondering when I was eating those tacos, you know, I, th- I thought to myself, okay, um, they put the lettuce, the cheese on there, and just this little strip of uh, meat stuff, whatever the hell it is. The, I mean, they have to be making a fucking mint off of like <laughs> each one of this. If it's like six bucks or something for, uh, three tacos and this giant drink, but th- all of that together probably cost them how much you think? Like 38 cents. 38 cents. It <laughs> surprised me. Because um, you eat them and it's like, man, that was, you know, there really wasn't that much there. So, yeah, yeah. So once the, once the witch uh, kind of tells them that, you know, what's going on and that, you know, you've got to kill your daughter. Oh, and he, she eats that raw pork liver and everybody Ew. in there... Everybody keeps pork liver in their house just on a plate loose in the refrigerator, so that's a thing too, I guess. But um <clears throat> Morrissey would not have liked that. But basically he just tells them, yeah, Morrissey would hate it. I would hate it too. Um <laughs> you know, you know the you know people that are close to you are going to start trying to kill you and blah 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 and the only way to do it is like uh, the guys like, "What do I do? How do I break the spell?" He's, the lady's like, "Oh, you can't. You're fucked. You just have to kill her with a nail." <laughs> <laughs> <You're fucked. laughs> do what you got to um, do. But then you know, this is when the shit really starts hitting the fan when the guy's like, you know, I'm fucked, but I need you to break the spell. Here's the medallion. You know, good luck. <laughs> so the uh, the the detective kind of like really gets in over his head at this point. He starts traveling to Thailand. He's like, how am I going to get help with this? He starts tracking down where the guy went. He finds that girl who won't help. Um, uh, the one that the one that gave him in the medalli- the medallion in the first place, and all the while you're kind of seeing her go, and she's, she's going to this, I guess, male witch warlock, or I don't know what he was, but he had the sign of the bat, and that that bat's pretty, pretty cool. What he was, yeah, um, he was a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> but man, some cra- you know some yeah some crazy shit Jack starts Allen's happening. Look fucking normal. <clears throat> the windows blow out of the guy's thing. His this the, envelope that the medallion is medallion is in it grows stubble on it, which was kind of cool. He's got the fucking the uh, fucking cape running around. He looked like he was just like a lunatic, but he knew he could do his shit. It was like it was like Doctor Strange versus uh, I don't know. Brother Voodoo or something, you know, Ident- uh, or D- Dormammu. There was yes, there was some fucking mystical shit going on. A battle. 
<laughs> over nails. Um, so the nail thing was so fucking cool. <laughs> that um, just went on. That battle just kept fucking. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and the way do you see the battle of Boxer's Omen because it gets even crazier than that shit. But um, now a, you're, you're you're like a Buddhist. I mean, do they teach you this kind of stuff? <laughs> no, I don't. I, as a Buddhist, I wasn't really taught anything. I'm self. I'm self taught. But it's interesting because I've actually gone to a. So usually, if I ever go to any kind of Buddhist functions, um, it's a, um, and I guess if I have to associate with anything, I'm I would be Zen Buddhist, which is the mostly mainly Japanese, which is very self-centered is not the proper term to use, but it's it's more of like a it, it is more of a self-centered thing, not in a selfish way, but a not a it's not a spiritual pursuit. It's more of a so it's a, like a, a and kind of thing. Exactly. The um but then there's there's all different types of Buddhism and the the, the one I usually go to is a is um I guess it's Thai and it's it's more of like like the or a Tibetan, excuse me, like the Book of the Dead, the Dalai Lama, that sort of thing, which is probably the most common. But I've I've been to a Chinese like Buddhist thing and that one was really fucking bizarre because they like you, the it was it's well, first of all it was all in chinese and i would li- i would sit there and i had like a headphone and i would listen to the translation there because there's a guy there that'll read for people that don't speak chinese and um some of the stuff they were talking about is like the this this book that you would read talked about all like all these beings that live on different levels in heaven that was are like one millions of, of years Chuku? old and the one that lived at the 9 million mi- year level was Chuku. It was really bizarre. <laughs> it's all, it all comes full circle. Do you think Chuku had something to do with that dog shit on the bottom of your shoe? <laughs> Chuku. Um, Maybe it wasn't so dog shit. It, it, it was because it, I, I know where it came from okay. because You're, I couldn't find half my dog asshole. shit. Yes, I, came from, I couldn't find half my dog shit and I found the other half of it when I got to work stuck to my fucking shoe. <laughs> The um, my fucking friend <laughs> shit in our bushes one time because he got drunk and passed out coming back from the strip joint, and so I just left him in his. I drove his car because he got so drunk, and when I got back, I, I he was so annoying that when I, I got back to our house, it was like an hour and a half drive, and I when he passed out finally, I was like, thank God, and I just kept thinking when I get back there, if he's still, I'm not even gonna wake him up. I'm not fucking bringing him up into my apartment so i just left him in his car and went to sleep and uh he woke up and i guess he had to go to the bathroom and i had the fan on in my apartment so i couldn't hear i could hear him i just wouldn't answer the door but i used that as an excuse because i just wanted him to go home and he had to, he had to shit and he called and left all these messages on my answering machine you know wake up dude wake up i got to go to the bathroom wake up wake up dude dude wake up so he finally he he went to there was like a mcdonald's down the street and he went down there uh, but for some reason he shit in the bushes <laughs> was it not open I I don't think it was open cuz it was like in the you know i don't know what time mcdonald's opens but we got back at like probably three in the morning so he shit in these bushes and um my neighbor 
he he had told me later on, he said, dude, he goes, I couldn't wake you up, and I had to go so bad. He goes, I just shit in the fucking bushes out there. Well, then it was like probably three weeks later, my neighbor had the Siberian Husky, and she was telling me the story. She goes, oh, she goes, I let Cherokee out the other day, and um, some nasty person had, had, had uh, pooped in the bushes, and he just rolled <laughs> in it. And I said, well, how could you tell it was a person's and not a dog? And she goes, because it was so big. So it was my friend Jim's giant turd. Yeah, Jim. Her dog just fucking rolled at it. Um, what a douche he was. So the, the second half of the movie really becomes the detective trying to unravel this case, and he gets the help of a Buddhist monk, which, like I said, none of this stuff, none of this stuff is typically what you'll find in a, uh, well, <laughs> in a typical temple. On your level, if you were like a 33rd and a 3rd degree Buddhist. If, if I was a, yeah, if I was a, if, if I, if, if I had paid enough money and I became like a certain level Buddhist Scientologist thing, yes, maybe exactly. You'd be fighting but, like some fucking crazy fucker with a a black cape, be like Justin with a black cape. I just need to. I just need to pay more money, I guess. So pay more money. But um, I, I really liked the second half because you get this uh, this one witch kind of like yeah it, telling him like oh this is this kind of spell and I would love I love when they would do this in like kung fu movies where they would like name a move yeah they had like and eleven one, spells and they yeah, fucking went through just about all of them yeah and this one it was like you know the well I thought it was funny how the he's like the detective with the, with the witch is like what what is she doing he's like oh she's invoking the vegetable basket spirits <laughs> fuck that goddamn worm thing was pretty gross. Oh the yeah the ma- the uh, you get the yeah the what was that one called the the worm spell was really disgusting the lemon spell the lemon spell was cool well I thought that was um, funny the guy with the the goddamn worms he started stabbing himself in the stomach but he stabbed himself and then about like six inches below where he stabbed shit started squirting out <laughs> yeah they, he broke he he stabbed it too violently so his his cheap yeah. rubber costume burst. <laughs> But um, that was so awesome because he Buddhist saw it monk, and then he tried to he tried to stab down there to make it look better. Yeah, the uh, the the Buddhist monk showdown with the witch was pretty fucking cool. Um, in the in Boxer's Omen, it's it's the same kind. Of, there's the same kind, a similar kind of thing. But um, he, uh, I really like how it's a voiceover and the Buddhist monk is saying, "Okay, first I'm going to do this, and then I have to determine where the blah blah blah." So he's voicing over like his description to the detective, but then it's actually showing him do the stuff. And you like you burn the name of the person. That's how you figure out what the spell is and where the pressure points are that the guy has put nails into his picture and all this stuff. And the guy's hand, like the, the witch is like desperate. He's trying to keep the nails in the guy's head and the that fucking, was fucking like great. Yeah, um, there's just this magic showdown. Um, he's determined that it's the oil of carcass spell that did it, and it shows the witch getting the the the, the oil has to be extracted on a full moon night. From a recently deceased woman who was also pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that dead pregnant belly was really fucking gross. Yeah, that was pretty fucking gross. Um, I really laughed when uh, during the during the showdown, the, the the monk starts to win. The nails are still coming out, and the dude's panicking. He runs over to this vat. Oh, that was of, so gross! <laughs> he took the top of it off. He took the top of it off, and there's fucking like guts and dead babies in it, and he just <laughs> drinks the blood, the juice out of it. It was like a big. Dead baby stew. So he's getting—he's losing his power. So he goes and gets some Popeye spinach power by oh, drinking this. Like fucking, he drank it like Stone Cold drinks beer. Like poured <laughs> it half was of amazing. It on his chest. That um, was that that caught me off guard. And it wasn't that it was it was just the idea of it was gross because it looked fake. But it was like oh my god, who the fuck would come up with that? 
the um, the worm the, yeah, the worm spell was who was the dude dying from the worm spell? He had a big pregnant uh, pregnant gut. Who it was looked that, like he was though? all burnt, like he had a burn victim or something with a big brown. I don't know who that was belly. supposed to be though. Was that the was that the Hell, the dude that was on death row? I don't know because he had the skin condition. It was probably the same guy. Yeah, the one that the one that killed his daughter. So anyway. Um, so with the detective involved, the, the witch figures out. So he starts fucking with the detective and doing all these things to him. And that's where you get lemon spell. He puts the detective's photo inside a lemon and then stabs it with a bunch of needles and then puts it under fucking on a street. So when every time anybody steps on it, the dude's heart like explodes, yeah, which is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Um, the split skull spell. There was one called raising demon child. I wrote down. I don't remember what that is. Raising demon child. I don't remember what that fucking, I don't know what that note means. Um, but yeah, the dude was fucking serious about his magic. And I, I was, I wondered like, are these people like paying him a lot or something? Like he's so dedicated. Like, is is he just an asshole or is he like, I mean, he travels to Hong Kong to fuck this dude over at everything. Did that fucking bat look real or what? (laughs) I love the bat. (laughs) The bat was cool. You could see the wire that the bat was like, like a fucking Ray Harryhausen fucking weird looking bat. Oh, when it was coming off the wall, it was all like, yeah. But the um, it was funny. Uh, but then when the bat would fly, you'd actually see the wire across the room and everything, which was pretty funny. Yes, but um, the disbelief on the wire work. It did, but the, yeah, the the, the last thirty Keanu minutes of this, the last thirty minutes of this are just so fucking nuts. I mean, you get a lot of the. If you notice the like lens flare, they do that like rainbow yes, colored yes. lens flare. That is throughout the entire and Boxer I noticed Zone movie. some fucking lens flare, a lot of lens flare shit in that new Superman movie, which I forgot to tell you, I watched again. Yeah, you like it better, don't you? Nah. Is it growing on you? A and little my bit? friend Randy didn't like it either. God damn you people! <laughs> um, but the uh, the last voiceover, and I'll let you take over. The uh, I love the the moral of the story is twofold. It's to admonish people against having casual sex and to be on guard against witchcraft. So yeah, if you learn if you learn anything from this movie, I saw <laughs> that and I was like, things. "What the fuck is this?" A, I mean, definitely a comedy. Then I don't know. <laughs> so don't what did you think of this? Premarital sex. Um, let me think. Uh, people with Chuku. No, that's not Chuku. That's the other one. Goo. Um, I pretty much you covered everything, and I threw in all my shit. Uh, but I just I the the baby thing and the the vat of baby things was was just awesomely odd and strange and repulsive all in one. Um, when the dude started having the green pus coming out of his cheeks. Like squirting out, that was pretty gross. It was, it looked fakey oh, as hell. I love, but I love the effect, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna post the screenshot of yeah. it. Yeah, skin, skin blowing up like that. And um, I uh, just that that when I saw the crazy guy hit the cop over the head and steal his uniform and start directing traffic, I thought, God, I have seen this, but it must have been something like that in another movie. Um, I like the the guy with the cape was just a fucking, just such an odd, crazy weirdo guy. That it was just amazing, and his uh, his battle on the astral plane with uh, fucking the Buddhist monk was was just fucking awesome. I will have to watch Boxer's Omen now because I I need to see it's even it's even more crazy than this one. I need to see uh, the, what the what the fuck's going on here. Uh, but that's about it. Like I said, I I you covered pretty much everything, and I have not not. <laughs> Well, let's rate this shit then. Um, 
I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it started off a little slow, which I guess they uh, once they realized where the money was in this one, they went all out for it in the next one. But uh, this uh, and the, oh, and the the director, by the way, I looked up some of his other movies. He sounds like he's got some real uh, his winners. The, the director is Chi Hung Kuei. Um, he did some other ones called uh, Corpse Mania, um, Hex versus Witchcraft, which sounds pretty good, and Hex. Um, coward bastard, which sounds funny. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! They stole my fucking idea. <laughs> but uh, he's actually done another one that I've seen called Killer Constable, which I don't remember being a gory movie. So, um, but yeah, he sounds like he's done some uh, some nice gory ones. At least by the time he hit the eighties, he did. So maybe I have to track down like Hex and Hex versus Witchcraft. This might be coward more like this or Corpse Mania. Let's see. A compulsive gambler with bad luck owes money to a violent gangster boss. A mysterious old man offers him a proposal to marry the ghost of his dead daughter in exchange for cash and an expensive apartment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, this was, I mean, this was fun. It, um, it, it was not, that. It was fun. It's, it, it's, not a, it's not a martial arts movie, but it's gross enough. And I, don't know, I, I, I quite liked it. I still like Boxer Zoman better. But, but this gross is, in uh, a fun way. Yeah, this is good. I give it a, I give it a 7.75. I will give this. Like I said, I thought the first part of it was kind of slow. Yeah, six point seven five. Yay! I liked it. I, I liked Chuku better. You like Chuku better? I did. I just. I mean, I'm. I'm serious. I think I would uh, buy that movie if it was on Blu-ray. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, let's take a, a break and uh, let's do a little feed sack. How about that? We'll okay. change it up this week. All right. Uh, we'll be right back. I got to pee. During this podcast, I've seen a lot of changing in the way you feel about me and in the way I feel about you. In here, there is only one action movie being reviewed, <laughs> but I guess that's better than 20 million. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I can record and you can listen... Everybody can be entertained! Yo, Adrian! Action Attraction. Your home for all things action. To find out more, visit MetalMikey.Lipson.com or search for Action Attraction in iTunes. For feed sack, little runaways there. All right, fade that out. We just got a couple this week. Right over here. All right, you think we had a holiday or something? Here we go. Hey, there they go. 
2014, look at great, you know, I'm pumped, I'm, I'm, I'm going into 2014, it's a raining silver gold karaoke competition win, it's great shit, man, it's fucking brilliant, you know, I am honored to win this competition, you know, I, I knew I was going to win, though, because by entering such a powerful entry, there was no way that I was going to lose. I'm sorry, people out there, but you know, you've seen the video, you know? Somebody else you cannot it. deny the <laughs> power of slice muscles and veins and tattoos is a powerful combination, you know? You would take something like not even, that doesn't even exist to be more powerful than that. And that's not gonna happen. And yeah, good job, the bridge. Fucking Burwell Stickhard and Justin Orbord, so this is the you know, these guys have proved they got giant-sized bad balls for going up against lie, you know, going up against my muscles, you know, that's good, good shit, you know. Tell you what, you guys, come down, fucking Expendables 8, you're gonna be in it, you know, you're gonna get parts in Expendables 8, that's guaranteed. Yeah. Good times, right, yeah. No, just one more thing, you know, it's, about a week left before I've been lunging, you know, I can't wait to see all you guys down lunging, you know, it's fucking brilliant. Get your billion dollars out of the bank and spend it on something useful for us, you know, come and see me, I'm gonna be talking, it's gonna be fucking just a brilliant experience, you know, you, your lives will be changed, you will come and see me, you will change, you'll physically and mentally change, when you walk out you'll be a desperate fucking person, guaranteed. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, Somebody in our group is going to see him. I think uh, I think Chris got tickets to see him. Really? So. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a. Which one's Chris? I don't know. Some dude. Um. All right. Last feed sack. Another familiar voice. Sark. Happy New Year, Silver and Gold. It's Bernie Sticky here. I uh, hope you had a lovely uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, and I hope that uh, 2014 is treating you well. Mm-hmm. See that you're talking about Craze this week, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll give you my two cents worth on it. Jack Palance is suitably wild and over the top. <laughs> uh, wears some pretty nifty cardigans, if I remember. Um, there's some pretty great 70s fashion in it in general, uh, I recall. And some real eye-punishing wallpaper as well. Uh, which is pretty hey, sweet. I got that right now. Uh, really dig that uh, redhead chick that he strangles as well. That's um, she was she was kind of nice, kind of hot. I like that. She had a come. Uh, also stars Diana Dawes, who um, she was kind of a uh, British sex symbol type from the sort of late fifties and sixties. Um, she was married to a guy called uh, Alan Lake, uh, who starred in loads of uh, smutty movies in the seventies uh, with titles like The Amorous Milkman. Um, and he was quite a cool 70s dude Uh, Diana Dawes was she was a real sort of institution here in the UK Um, she was loved by the public and uh, I gotta say even in craze when she's a bit older and she's you know a little uh, a little heavier shall we say uh, she still did it for me Um, very attractive lady Uh, and also uh, in the early 70s I believe according to IMDB she uh, joined a campaign um, to try and uh, allow uh, prison inmates to uh, have intercourse with their partners when they visited. So, uh, well, some hot you know, pictures Diana of her. Total respects. 
and it's sad as well she died in 84 i think and then alan ladd died later not alan ladd jesus alan lake oh wow alan ladd was dead before that and they probably never met diana doors he's short alan too. lake though um he died a little after she did he killed himself uh, i think he was ill as well but um you know it's kind of tragic really but uh there you go diana doors awesome fantastic uh, so yeah, I hope you like Craze. I liked it. Uh, and you're talking about some other film which I don't know shit about, so you know whatever. And um, <laughs> I just wanted to thank you for uh, my placing in the um, karaoke competitions. Very kind, nice of you to rank me third out of four people when the fourth <laughs> one was a rambling Irish drunk. Um, lovely fella though, of course, but still rambling Irish and drunk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's a real honour guys Thanks um, Alright, happy new year See ya So yeah, you guys that won Sly, I know we have the address of your basement But we need a, a good address to send you your your prize So you guys just send us uh, first, second, third uh, uh, Sly and Justin and uh, and Bernie Send us an address that we can send your prizes to So, And we're, we're going to send kisses to Higgins Since Fourth place doesn't get anything. <laughs> so that's it for Feedsack. Um, so you can always send us said sack to uh, 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher and that other place, um, silverandgold.com. And uh, join our Facebook group if you want to do that sort of thing. Um, so uh, next week... We're doing our uh, thanks to. Does he have like a? Uh, does he go by his last name on the on the the internets? We'll just say thanks to Josh episode. So Josh, as we said a few weeks ago, really helped us clean up a fucking shithole mess with our website. Um, are you still there, Zom? Uh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we were we were letting him uh, choose a couple flicks for us. He's smart. Yeah, he's a he's a smart chap. That one. Um, he uh, so he he's programming our show next week as thanks for uh, as thanks for helping out. So um, we are going to do a couple more. So it's the it's the it's a Chow Yun Fat, I guess, Magnificent Bastard Two. Really, it's just kind of like Hong Kong action. Uh, in the like fat Jesus. on fat, us yes. fat, fat talking about fat. Movies. So. First one, uh, we're going to do um, Ja Dao Gao Fei, or Full Contact from 1992, directed by Ringo Lam. Um, also has some uh, Simon Yam action in it, so yay. I like um, So the, uh, the gentleman reviewed this one quite a while back, but uh, I've been, uh, I've been like, well, I want to talk about it too, so I'm glad he chose that one. And he also chose one that I had ne- I've never seen, um, Tiger on Beat, or L- Lo Fu Chut Gang. Uh, from 1988. So a couple more Chow Yun Fat movies come back to the show. Should be good time. Ong um, back. Uh, Ong. What? Uh, so, and that's about it for us this week. Um, uh, it seems like it just started. On, yeah, right. Um, the, so Nothing Josh was saying one of these. Stays. He's saying one of these is a remake of, or it's like a kind of a, a point, a remake of Point Blank, with point uh, Lee blank? Marvin. 
Point blank. I guess. He just said point blank. I thought I knew what that was, but maybe I don't. Yeah, that's Lee Marvin, isn't it? Point blank with Lee Marvin, Angie Dickinson. Yeah. That's a fucking classic, dude. Maybe I need to watch it beforehand. Jesus. I don't know which one is the remake of Point Blank. Point Blank. The remake of Point Blank is the Mel Gibson movie Payback. Which is uh, with Chris. I'll ask Josh what the hell he's talking about. (laughs) Um, Cool. Um, I think that's about it for us this week. We're just stumbling here at the end of the show. I'm just letting you stumble. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Zom, anything else to add this week? Zom, out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Until next week, (laughs) that is him doing that, and this is Loaf. Oot. (laughs) Bye-bye. Get her done. (laughs) Get her done. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy rules. Larry the Cable (laughs) Guy. White chicks. (laughs) 